It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're coming to you live from the traveling Bill Ford Top Studio. Boomer Esaias and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, Wednesday morning, day three from Radio Row, Phoenix, Arizona, the site of Super Bowl 57. An eventful day in sports yesterday. Aaron Rodgers talking about how he is going to make his decision, where he's going to go, what he's going to do. LeBron James breaks the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar scoring record last night. The Knicks win. The Islanders are hot. We've got some good New York sports to talk about as well. Kay Adams hates my guts. Kevin Burkhart is like trying to get to the Pope at this point as I was late night on phone calls with PR guys. We're going to get to all of it this morning. I'm fired up. I drove in with Boomer today. We're listening to the warm-up show. We are ready to go on this Wednesday from Radio Road. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? You know what? I'm doing great, Jay. And, uh, you know, once I leave here, I really, like, put it in my rear view mirror. And yeah. I really don't worry about what you guys are out there doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the trouble that you guys seem to be causing all over the valley these days. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, Yesterday, this this whole K. Adam thing has got it totally gotten out of hand. It did, yes. And um, I, I thought your bit yesterday was very funny about Thank your you. interaction initially. Yeah. I was laughing. I mm-hmm. thought it was funny. Everybody here at CBS Network thought that it was funny. It, I guess K. Adams didn't <laughs> think it was funny. When in actuality, we're promoting her show, promoting her, promoting Fandle and everything else. And she came in here and she just like stormed off and wouldn't even talk to you. That's right. So there is video right now that CBS Sports Network is playing of her walking briskly away from me after this interaction. So she comes by. She's with this producer guy who is just basically, he doesn't look at me nothing. He's just walking with her. And she comes up and I'm standing at the end of the stage here and she's walking right by me and she goes, heard you were talking about me. So I laugh thinking that she's going to laugh at this, right? Yes. She goes, so I felt you up. I said, well, I didn't really say it that way. She goes, Interesting. <laughs> she started stomping. I mean, yeah, and yeah, it just yeah. right by. You know, when a woman stomps, man, that's not a good thing. You know that. No, I know it's not a good thing. And I told Al just now, I, I, I'd rather come face to face with a mountain lion than that look again. That just shot daggers right through me. Yo, know, don't worry about it. I mean, oh listen, my God! You know all the all the platitudes that you gave her and told her, you know how important she is and how much everybody respects her and mm-hmm. everything. I guess all that stuff got lost in whatever somebody told her that you may have said about her. Yeah, I that's guess that's basically so. what happened. You know, you know that's what happened. No, I know that's what happened. Up watching, there's no way she watched the video. There's no way she listened to the whole no, segment. She, somebody told her that you made fun of her in some way with without telling her that ninety percent of what you said was nothing but how great she is, how wonderful he is, how thoughtful she is. How I said she's thinks. the it thing in NFL media right now. Yeah, That's exactly. what I said. Right, so I guess, I guess you know. That's not good enough. This is what happens when they only get part of the story. You know that. And I also said I'm not mad at her. I'm mad at me for possessing man boobs and allowing this interaction to happen. Uh, David said that. 
It's so ridiculous. The whole thing is it, no. It is, it is ridiculous. So <laughs> you got to She's everybody's got to calm down, and she's got to realize that you know the other night. Like I said, the other ninety percent of what you said about that interaction was nothing but just absolutely glowing and respectful towards who she was. And the reason we loved it is because of the way you self deprecate. You were self deprecating, and also the way that you uh, basically talked about you being uncomfortable. Because of your man boobs. Exactly. And, you know, it's not something that we normally talk about on no. this show, but uh, you have spoken about your man boobs mm -hmm. before. Sure. Um, and it's something that we, we that know you, mm -hmm. uh, we realize that you're very aware of that. Yes. And uh, it was just kind of interesting that she just grabbed on the one and honked you twice. Right. It just very, very interesting. Maybe she was listening and maybe she knew that you did have them. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, oh my she God. Wanted to I, feel I don't want to get her mad at me. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Uh, one more time, guys. Can you run that, that walk as she is blowing past me like a speed walker at the marathon? My hand. Look at that. Oh, my good. Look at that walk. And she's got the hand up and, oh, and the purse and everything man. else. That is like the L.A. walk of, of like hell. Like, <laughs> Off. Like you can tell when that hand, that right hand is up. You see that right hand is up. Yep. And the big bag is on the arm. Well, forget about that, oh, man. Get it. Forget. forget <laughs> look, at look at that face. <laughs> what happened? Oh my God. The deal. Spike doesn't make it any better. You know, Spike's like he. he you know, he's trying to pour s salt on the wound. He sends me this fake tweet from awful announcing that yes. I will not read on the air. <laughs> basically, <laughs> pretending like Kay Adams said something about this that made it even worse. So you know what he's doing? He's doing exactly what a program director should do. He's He's stirring it up. He's he's mixing it up. You know what I mean? Oh, man. I was thinking, like, if Chernoff were here, he would not handle it that way, obviously. But he would be, like, worried about, what are you doing? Nobody cares about your man boobs. Why? Why? Now I'm talking to the, the, head, of, the head of gambling itself is calling me. There's a head. Did you even know there was a CEO of gambling itself? He's pissed off now at you, too. Look at what you did. Now I'm dealing with it. Now, does that make you feel good? <laughs> I was supposed to be horseback riding with Alan. Instead, I'm dealing with this. Are you familiar with Kamala Harris? She was on the phone yesterday, and then she was pissed off about this. You know, she's a woman as well. This is a problem. And they had the State of the Union. They're talking about you. Oh, God. Just live one day as me. Just do it and you'll understand. Oh, God. So, anyway. Uh, yeah. So perfect. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yesterday, obviously, a very combustible day around here. Sure. At Radio Row. And uh, listen, we're here when nobody else is here. So, <laughs> we can get ourselves in trouble. I know. With nobody else around is amazing. Right. That, that is true. And you forget that when you're sitting here and you just, we have the great crew around us, but there's nobody else here. Like, you forget sometimes that people are listening to what you're saying yes. in this situation. Uh, but she obviously heard it. But it, it happens a million times in radio. Like, someone went up to her, can you believe this guy? This, this Geo, former Geo, says you're feeling him up and, like, blah, blah, blah. What a jerk. What a radio hack. And then she doesn't listen to the whole thing. Oh, of course, you know, she's the greatest. She's the, you know, the most uh, in impactful, whatever the hell else you said yesterday. <laughs> I forget it. But it is what it is. This is the world we live in. So, you know, all I can tell you is don't worry about it. Well, I'm going to go into a darkness retreat for four days when I go home. You and Aaron Rodgers are here. Reflect on all of this. So and where is he doing this darkness uh, uh, retreat? I don't know. I mean, he's, he's, I don't think he's going back to Peru to do the ayahuasca, he said. So it's probably somewhere that's out of the country, I would assume. But, but I don't know. And they slide food under the door, and he sits there, and it's just him and himself.
and that's it. The whole thing. So I'm just picturing like the, the the meditation music that you would hear. Like you ever go like you go to like spas and stuff. So there's no Wi-Fi, right? Like you hear like you know when you walk in, you're getting massage somewhere, and you just this is Aaron Rodgers in the dark meditating, waiting for an answer from his guru. You know? Yeah. Aaron, you've got a big decision to make. Go to the Jets. Go to the Jets. <laughs> go to the Jets. You've got options. Go to the Jets. Go to the Jets. You go to the go Jets. To Las Vegas, where it's a no-tax state, and you're there in one of the entertainment capitals of the world. Go to the Jets. Go to the Jets. And you're go to close the Jets. to California, or you could get taxed through your ass on the East Coast in the lovely state of New Jersey. Go to the Jets. Go to the Jets. Go to the Jets. Where you play in a shared stadium with the New York Giants. And you have a coach who has no idea what he's doing. And then your old coach who rode you like you were Seattle Slough to a head coaching job. Go to the Jets. Go to the Jets. You think that the lights come on and he's like, <laughs> we're going to the Jets. We're going to the Jets. No, I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. And I would say that there's a very good chance that Derek Carr is going to be off the market. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that Derek Carr is going to be off the market. You think he's going to be off the market? It Maybe. It sounds like that because uh, he is given, uh, he's allowed now to talk to the New Orleans Saints. So remember I was telling you that uh, the Raiders still could trade Derek Carr up to a, a certain point. I think, I think it's like February 16th or whatever it is. And that if they work out a trade, that would mean the team that is trading for him would have the first opportunity to talk to him about a contract extension. Mm-hmm. So it sounds to me like the Saints are looking at where they are sitting uh, you know, in the draft, what could be available, and that they are going to make a five-year or four- or five-year commitment to Derek Carr and they don't want him on the open market. You see what I'm saying? So that's why they're trading for him. So maybe it's a third-round pick or a second-round pick or whatever. But they would not trade that pick uh, to just to talk to Derek Carr. It would be if Derek Carr agrees to a contract, then they would agree to make the trade. And then Derek becomes the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. And that makes complete sense to me because that's one of the teams that is outside uh, you know, the top ten when it comes to drafting. Yeah. And they need a starting quarterback of significance. And they're probably convinced themselves that Derek Carr should be their guy. So that's exactly what the Raiders and Derek Carr are doing doing right now it sounds like okay hey i would love to go play for new orleans let's see what new orleans wants to do for me in terms of contract so maybe they say hey look we'll give you five years you know 160 170 million dollars something like that and you're our starting quarterback and that's that seems to be the way that that thing is now going well one of the things i read yesterday because a lot of people are jumping to the conclusion that oh he's definitely going to the saints now because of the first team that he's talking to is that he's really going to go through this process that it's that this is the first step in many steps of where he's going to go to check things out that was one thing that i read from a raiders person yesterday now i i don't know if that person yeah, but is here's right, the deal. But he doesn't. He doesn't have to. He could say to the Raiders, "Look, man, you know, I'm not. You're not trading me to anybody. I'm waiting until I get to free agency." 
So this is a case where the Saints probably want to be able to talk to Derek and say, look, we want you. We want you to be our starting, our quarterback, and here is our offer for you. Yeah. And we want to get out in front of everybody so you don't get the free agency. And then if Derek accepts what the Saints are offering him and he wants to go there, then the Saints will con- you know, make the trade with the Raiders and the Raiders will get something out of it. He doesn't have to do this if he doesn't want to. The fact that he is doing it and the fact that this is, uh, it seems like it's it's going and it's moving in that direction, that means that the Saints are you know, giving him what I would consider a legitimate offer. I'm telling you, like, coming to the Jets with him, he doesn't want to come here because the Jets still have hopes out that Zach Wilson may become something. You know, for the Jets, it's got to be like an Aaron Rodgers two-year type of thing, a Baker Mayfield two-year type of thing. This is a mess. I, an Andy Dalton two-year type of thing. I this mean, that's is officially a mess because that's that, what we're talking about. Every day that goes by, it's less and less likely that Aaron Rodgers becomes a Jet, which is something I never believed was going to happen. Now you're telling me Derek Carr's not going to look at the Jets as a desirable destination, and we're going to be stuck with all these other guys that we were talking about. You know, Baker Mayfield, Andy Dalton, whoever the hell else is out there. I mean, and Zach Wilson on the roster. Or maybe they actually go back and start Mike White. I, I don't, I mean, this is, this is where we're options. at now. These are all options on the table. And really what it comes down to also, I would imagine from the Jets' perspective, you know, how aggressive does Woody Johnson want Joe Douglas to be? I mean, aggressive with a guy like Aaron right. Rodgers. Right. So it could be. It also could be. Uh, don't forget, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be. Oh out there. God, please no! I please, please, please no! But that—that's who we're talking about. It doesn't seem like it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. As we sit here this morning, it does not look like it's going to be Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr. Now, <sighs> could that change if if the Jets do something to change the way that the perception is right now? That could be the case, but it sounds like the Saints right now have identified Derek Carr as their guy. So in order to keep him from going to free agency, they have to make the trade with the Raiders and give Derek Carr the contract that he wants. And then Derek Carr's got to sit there and also say, okay, where are the potential landing spots for me where I can get the most term and the most, and most money? Yeah, and then the options after that are just... Carolina, not, it's the Saints. Yeah, right. So, yeah, th- those two, but those two for Derek Carr are probably better places than the Jets, I'm sure. And if, if the Raiders, I know that Derek Carr wants to be a free agent, but if somehow the Raiders end up hanging on and t- want compensation back, uh, you know, that, that makes it even harder for them to want to trade him within the conference. And those other two teams we just talked about are NFC teams. Now, I know it's not the same as Aaron Rodgers because they're done with Derek Carr and they shouldn't necessarily necessarily care about where he goes, but we've seen this stuff in the past. Well, he has this contract that has this kind of unique ending to it. And, you know, they can trade him. And then instead of the Saints meeting what the contract stipulates, the Saints will tear up his contract with the Raiders and start with a whole new contract. And remember, it starts with the guaranteed money. And it's going to be a big number. And if the Saints have identified him as their starting quarterback for the next five years, then this is a smart thing to do. Yeah, and I heard, was it Garrett Wilson with Maggie and Perloff yesterday saying that he would be crying tears of joy if Aaron Rodgers joined the Jets. 
Jets. So this is another one of those things that whoever ends up being the Jets quarterback that isn't Aaron Rodgers. It's amazing that a rookie wide receiver would say that in lieu of uh, a second-year quarterback on his own team that was the second overall draft pick. Well, of course. They I can't mean, it's stand. Crazy. It's like, yeah, but we, we knew that they can't stand Zach Wilson. Oh, I read where Sauce Gardner said yesterday that Zach Wilson was a great teammate. Right, sure. Well, that's what he's saying now but after he liked that back, tweet. Right. He essentially liked the tweet of Zach Wilson sucks and then pretended like he didn't like that tweet. So we know what Sauce thinks about Zach Wilson. I mean, it's a, there's all sorts of stuff going on right now. All sorts of stuff. That is right. All right, it is Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network live from Radio Row in Phoenix, Arizona. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network in Phoenix, Super Bowl 57, Radio Row, day three. Jerry Recco is with us. He's got his first update of the morning after a fun-filled day that these guys had yesterday. Eddie, Al, Jerry riding horses. There's uh, some great That's video right. of that that uh, we will get to oh, a little bit. Oh, man, later. it's like the Ponderosa around here. Yeah. Yes, there was. Right, right. Oh, Joe. Oh, little Joe and Hoss. I guess Eddie would be Hoss, right? Guys, even know who I'm talking about or no? No, not no. really. I'm just have no idea who I'm talking about. Knowing no. your sense of humor, I'm assuming Haas is a fat guy, a big heavy guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that guy, yes. Okay. Dan Blocker, I think his name was the actor. All right, mm. very good. He didn't have a ponytail, I get it. When was this show? It was in the seventies. Seventies. I've heard of Ponderosa, but I didn't watch it. Was that Bonanza? Yes, Bonanza. Ponderosa was the uh, was the, uh, the the ranch, oh. but the show the name of the show was Bonanza. I think this place was called Ponderosa, the For Ponderosa real. Stables. Yep, that oh, was. True. was? Yeah, that's well, what I you thought go. you were saying. That's what I thought you were going with. Oh, Bonanza. Sorry about that. Bonanza. You love yourself a Western there, Boomer, don't you? I do, but the one with uh, you know Nickel Cage the other day was awful. <laughs> God, it was awful. <laughs> How anybody could actually even think that that was a good movie is r- remarkable to me. All right, Jerry, what do you got in sports? <laughs> we are sponsored by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. And we're brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. Let's get through the local stuff first because we got a whole bunch of national stuff to get to. Uh, and first things first. Your Knicks, a nice solid yeah. win in Orlando. Jalen Brunson, baby. 45 seconds on the clock. Knicks lead the Magic by one. Brunson has been infallible. Brunson dishing off for a Sims slam. And the Magic call timeout. Sims has been indomitable. Hey, yeah, so that's time coming along the baseline with the stuff. That's Kenny and Clyde and NSC, of Sims course. On the court late in the game. How about know? that? Yes. Another opportunity for another guy that is getting used a little bit more since, uh, uh, what's his name, Mitchell Robinson got hurt. Yep. But see him at the end of the game with a flush like that, that's that's a huge win for them. Big spot. They win 102-98. That was Kenny and Clyde and MSG. Knicks uh, with their 30th win of the season, 30-26. and 26. Jalen Brunson indeed led the way with his 25. Uh, here was Brunson. Wasn't easy, but you know what? They got it done. We didn't come out the, uh, the way we wanted to tonight, and um, but we kept kept fighting and uh, find a way to get a win, man. This team, uh, they're young, they're talented, they play fast, they're well coached, and I mean, it's, it's it was a tough one, but we got it done. Randall was all over the place. Julius Randall, 22 points, 14 rebounds, six assists. Pretty much did a little bit of everything, and he kind of echoed the similar thoughts that Brunson had. So I guess we didn't get off to a great start. Uh, we competed, fought back, and just it's one of those games where it was kind of slow. We had the half court, uh, half court execution the way they were playing. 
Uh, and we mentioned Sims with the dunk. He's going to be in the slam dunk contest now uh, as well. So that's, that's kind of neat, I guess. For him, it is. Yeah, yeah. For him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we all know the national appear of, uh, appeal of Jericho Sims. You know, he really plays. He, he's a high-flying, but he with the dunking, though, that could be fun. It, it could, could be. be fun. But, like, when you're looking at the names, you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, like, that's kind of fallen off a little bit so in the recent big thing, years. You're the right. Big, the big thing for the next now uh, with the trade deadline was a Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Thursday, Thursday, 3 o'clock. Okay, Thursday at 3 o'clock. You know, is Obi Toppin gone? Is Cam Reddish gone? Is uh, Fournier gone? You know, what are they doing? Or You know, I mean... And where are they going? Like, really, that's what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to end up standing pat. That's just the, the way I feel. If they're going to add, it's going to have to be a 3 and D type guy uh, like they had in, in Reggie Bullock. I, I don't think they're going to sell. I really think that they want to get into the playoffs and have those home playoff games. So I don't think anything drastic is going to happen at the trade deadline. Obviously, the Nets is a different story. Something drastic could still happen with them. But with the Knicks, I think it's going to be a minor move or nothing. You think we hear uh, Bing Bong anytime soon? <laughs> Uh, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Anyway, you mentioned the Nets, so they were still without Durant last night. No Dinwiddie yet or Dorian Finney-Smith. They got another 43 out of Cam Thomas, but again, not enough. Yes. Bridges in the paint. Pulls up. Jumper in and out, but dunked home by eight. There it is. The offensive rebound again. That has been a thorn in the side. That's that's exactly what the problem was. They couldn't control DeAndre Ayton last night. So they lose this game 116-112 at Barkley Center. Devin Booker was back from the groin injury. Hadn't played since, I think, before Christmas. He had 19 points, 8 and finished with 35. So do you think that DeAndre Ayton just stays in Brooklyn and Kevin Durant gets on the plane with Phoenix? (laughs) Why not? I don't think think that's (laughs) Why not? Because they said they're not trading him. When did they say this? Uh, they have put it out to teams, according to, I think it was Woj. Okay, so That's Woj said, is basically saying that. But I also read yes. where there's been intense conversations with yeah. Kevin Durant. He wants to know what's up. Who's having intense? Got Joe Sy. Joe Sy, Sean, Sean Marks, Marks, Kevin Marks, Durant. Yeah. That's okay. exactly They're right. having intense discussions. I saw that, too. How about that? You so. know, they had discussions. Hey, four years, $193 million. Okay. So we're paying you four years, $193 million. Yeah, and one of those so years, just, if just you remember, just, he, you he didn't play. play the one year, and he still got his money. No, that, this, was, this is the extension. Oh, but they, he, they, they did him pay like him for a year like to not play. A quarter of a billion dollars. Right, I maybe, know. Maybe, maybe about $400 million. Pretty, pretty cool, though, right? And he misses a lot of games. Get paid not to play. That'd be awesome. That's kind of cool. Uh, Brian, I'm going to leave right now. Skip right, the no, Jacques sucks. Vaughn one if you can. Let's get to uh, Thomas just because he is a pretty good story. These three straight 40-point games, youngest to ever do this, but they don't win. So it's, you know, not all great. They need Kyrie. Here's Cam Thomas. But obviously, I'd rather have the win because it sounds better when you have these 40-point games with the two wins that we lost. So... But it's just good to, you know, have my name in history. You know, I'm still going to embrace it. You know, me being young, you still want to embrace your accolades and, you know, just be proud of yourself. You know, just be proud of all the hard work you put in. So that's really the main thing. So he said he could put up 40 every time he plays. Well, he's done it three straight games. Like, he's he's putting up more points than Kyrie ever put up. Yes. I mean, uh, someone three straight games. I'm so, like, why, why would you even want Kyrie if you got this guy in your team? Um, no, this kid's got... Uh, someone tweeted, was pretty funny. The Nets have had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and yet this is the first one to put up 40, in a, you know, 40 points in a row, three straight, gra- three straight games. 
guy is ridiculous. Good. Yeah, he's pretty yeah, good. And then, then your 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 guy Kyrie out and uh, I'm getting to that. I'm getting oh to that God, because that was nauseating. Up. Yes, I'll, oh. you can throw up in your mouth God. in just a moment. Let, yeah. me, let me do LeBron first if that's okay. Yeah, because last night he did pass uh, Kareem. LeBron one on one against Kenrick Williams, backing him in, turns, shoots, scores. And that was Lakers Radio with the call as he moves past Kareem for the most points scored in the history of the game. He now sits at 33,390. Did they win the his, game? They didn't. No. What? No. Oh, uh, they didn't? No, they lost to so the So we're combat. celebrating, but uh, they didn't win the game. Uh, yes, that is how that's gone. <laughs> Do you even remember that, though? Like, no. When Henry Aaron passed Babe Ruth, did they win? No. Anybody know the score of that game? Absolutely no. not. No. I couldn't tell you I mean, when Aaron Judge hit 62 if they won or not. Right, in Texas. And that just happened. Don't remember. Yeah. That's a very good point. So I don't think this will matter either. They're not a very good team for whatever reason. But he did do that. All-time leading scorer, they're not going to go to the playoffs. They might not. No, they got to make a trade. Yeah, well, they're they trying. Kyrie. Remember? Maybe it's him. Everybody needs Kyrie, really, honestly, when you think about it. <laughs> Here was LeBron. How about this accomplishment comparing to others that he's had? I don't know. Um, the championship sit at the top. Um, because I'm a team first guy when it comes to understanding that you can't be great in this league without great teammates, great coaches um, that prepare yourself um, every single day to be great. So, um, you know, the championships will always sit at the top for me because that's just where I come from. That's where it comes from, absolutely. All these guys in the NBA, so selfless. <laughs> I tell you, they're never about themselves. No, you're right. You're right. So, with that said, Brian, skip the next LeBron one, because I know Boomer wants to vomit real quick and get it out of the way for the day. Let's get to uh, Kyrie Irving, who was introduced in Dallas yesterday. So, I'm just going to I'm gonna give you the, the slug of the clip, and then you can react. Slug and then we'll, Yeah, the yeah, clip. this is how it was titled. Okay. Because when I saw it, I took a double take. All right. Uh, this is Kyrie being in New York City got a bit tiring. <laughs> I just felt like being in New York City in the media capital of the world, there was so many things that leaked out that I don't even know where they came from. And I'm answering things that I don't deserve. And ultimately, I don't pay attention to that much. So uh, I'm just grateful that I got to move on now here. Uh, I think I'm he, with Kyrie. <laughs> oh, man. I'm with Kyrie. Wow, okay. Uh, I wasn't aware. Yeah. Then this one's a good one, too, in terms of how he's perceived and how he wants to be perceived now that he's in Dallas. You know, just sitting in the seat today, I just know I want to be places where I'm celebrated uh, and not just tolerated or, or, or just, um, you know, kind of dealt with in a way that doesn't make me feel respected. Um, and there were times throughout this process when I was in Brooklyn where I felt very disrespected and my talent. Uh, I work extremely hard at what I do. No one ever talks about my work ethic, though. No. Everyone talks about what I'm doing off the floor. That's no, no, we, we've often talked it's about his true. work ethic. Uh, ethic with and, right? <laughs> we've often talked about his work ethic and you know and how he ran practices alternate to those of Steve Nash, the head coach. I mean, that's really putting in the effort and putting in the work. I mean, he said he felt disrespected. Yeah. A man who disappeared from the team. Uh, just left. Yeah, just left with no explanation for like three weeks and let Steve Nash he basically... Left the, by the way, he left the bubble first. Yes. Then, then the next year they came back, and he, that's when he, he just left the disappeared. Yes, then exactly. And then he had the the movie situation. It wasn't backing down from that, but he was disrespected. I mean, and look at the money he was making. And they did everything for the first couple of years to placate him, and then finally they had enough of it. 
So I mean, he just he wants to just like every other one of these NBA stars. They want everything to be handed to them. They feel like they have earned that decisions in the organization, everything. And if they don't get it, they cry like little babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's going to try to get a contract extension from Dallas, so he's going to say all the right things. Or he's not saying. Right but you know what, things. though, no, right there, no, that's right. But go ahead, Jerry. I thought this year he was going to be on his absolute best behavior for that reason. Until and the movie, until the yeah. movie thing came out, he was, and he was playing well, and he actually was playing well here. There's no question about yeah, he's that. He played well, but once the net said, "Okay, we'll give you a contract extension," but there are going to be contingencies upon that contract extension. That's where he felt disrespected. You know, how about like the net saying to him, uh, we, "Can we count on you for every game? Can we count on you for every weekend? Can we count on you to show up every day?" I mean, is that disrespecting somebody? No. I mean, like, the way that this, this whole thing has played out, it's, uh, we, we predicted it. We knew that was going to be a disaster. But on the other side, you got this kid, Cam Thomas. Who looks outstanding. Which is like... The Nets have drafted well. well they really have. And he's... See, if they keep him now, maybe they trade him. <laughs> like, what is the length of time that Kyrie Irving went without an issue with the Nets? I'd really like to look back at that. Ah, uh, man. Like, a month. Yeah, I was going to say a month. I don't think it's more than that. Because, like, this year things were going pretty well in the beginning. I, yeah, I Kevin know. Kevin Durant decided to stay. And then he rebounded from the whole move. That was what it was. But even then he came back, was playing really well. Yep. And then you get another. I mean, yeah. uh-huh. Yeah, trade me. Okay. Um, what else? Let's get to the football. So the Saints have been granted permission to speak with uh, Raiders quarterback Derek Carr. You guys talked about that. The two sides are going to talk today, uh, meaning Carr and the Saints. Let's get to uh, Aaron Rodgers. He was on uh, Pat McAfee yesterday, as he is every week and has been. Uh, here he was discussing this darkness retreat that he is going to be taking. That's why I think it's going to be important to get through this week and then, uh, you know, to, uh, to take my, uh, you know, my isolation retreat. It's a darkness retreat. I've had, you know, a number of friends who've done it and had some profound uh, experiences. And it's something that's been on my radar for a few years now. And I felt like it'd be awesome to do regardless of where I was leaning after this season. So it's been on the calendar for uh, months and months and months. Maybe he can work on his golf handicap. Oh, uh, yes. I, you know, you know what, it's I funny. Mean, I had that yesterday. I never yes. got to that clip. I don't know if he was being serious or not, though, the other golfer. Yeah, he was. He was being serious. You know, because uh, Aaron got 10 strokes in the, the Pro-Am out of Pebble Beach, and he won with those 10 strokes. And the other golfer, who was Josh Allen's partner, yes. was like... And, you know, this is a thing in golf. You know this. I've been course, telling you about yeah. this play to your, your, your actual handicap. There are people out there in the golf world that other think basically he cheated his way to getting that championship because he should have never gotten 10 strokes. And well, that's why Josh Allen's partner said what he said the and said Mitchell? how he said it. Is that who it was? Yes. Yeah, so I, I I had that lined up for three straight hours yesterday. Didn't get to it. Maybe next hour I'll let you hear it because I watched it and I wasn't sure if he was joking or not. So, but we'll play it next hour. The only thing I would say is I'm trying to think. I was trying I was playing golf yesterday with a bunch of guys that were asking me about this. And I was like, you know, he probably hasn't played a lot of golf in Green Bay. He said the last time he played was 13 months ago. Right. The last time I played was October. So, like yesterday, going out there, you know, I felt like I hit the ball pretty good. It was just like the short game and the putting was off, but. Um, at the end of the day, you know, he's a great athlete. He's a world-class athlete. He's 39 years old, and he was probably striping the ball, and that's why that pro was saying, wow, you're, you're a 10, really? There's no way you're a 10. You're, you're probably like a 4 or 5. 
just because he's so athletic and such a good athlete, he should have never gotten 10 strokes. That's the point. Bryce, skip the next Rogers one. Let's get to Garrett Wilson. Time's running short here. So Wilson um, yesterday was on with uh, Maggie and Perloff. And so I want to do this right. So the question was, it wasn't, you know, are you excited to have Aaron Rodgers maybe come here? The question was, what if Aaron Rodgers called you? And said, what would you think if I was throwing you passes next season? That was the question, essentially, to Wilson. And here was the answer. I probably, uh, I don't know, man. I probably have a tear, tear of joy come down. I mean, that's one of the, <laughs> it's one of the greatest players of all time. And, and for him to even know my name or say he wanted to throw me the ball, I would, I'd probably cry, bro. For real. You know? That's a, that's a goat. We get we that do. little teenage Utah punk out of here. We get a real man in here. <laughs> that he didn't say. Oh, what I he thought te- that was later. Would he text Zach Wilson and say, hey, man. We're good. We're good. Just, but man, Aaron Rodgers, he's great. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think Zach Wilson has to have enough self awareness to realize he's not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I would hope so. I don't know. And then you had uh, Sauce Gardner Sauce. was on uh, NFL Network yesterday and was asked about, you know, rumors about maybe Rodgers going to the Jets. And all he said was, I know a little something about something. And then later in the day, said he was just trolling everybody. So don't know if there's something to that or not, but that was making the rounds yesterday as well. The Niners hired Steve Wilkes as their defensive coordinator. The Islanders won again. They beat the Kraken, shut them out 4 nothing. Bo Horvat with his first Islanders goal in this game. You got the Rangers and the Canucks tonight. College basketball, Indiana did beat Rutgers 66-60. St. John's lost at Butler 68-66. And UConn beat Marquette 87-72. We are here because Casamigos Tequila wanted us here. And that road to Arizona that brought us to Radio Row is presented by Casamigos Tequila. Brought to you by those who drink it. Road to Arizona also brought to you by Optimum. Get closer, go farther. And by Key Food, get all of your tailgating needs at Key Food and their family of supermarkets. If you've been listening to the show the last couple of weeks, this has been an ongoing story. Kevin Burkhardt, who is calling the Super Bowl for Fox, worked with us many years ago before he became a big superstar, before he went to SNY, before he ended up working at Fox at all. And, of course, now he is the biggest star. He's the number one play-by-play guy for Fox Sports since Joe Buck ended up leaving for ESPN. And Al and Eddie said there's no way that Kevin Burkhardt is going to come on. There's no way he's going to join us in person. He is too big now. He is too busy. And there's no way it's going to happen. Now, me and Jerry said, listen, we've known Kevin for a very long time. We are friendly with him. We still keep in contact. He will do it for us. Now, yesterday, you started to turn. Initially, you said no way. And then yesterday, you're like, yes, he will join us. So I get a text last night from the head Fox PR guy. Andrew Figversi. And Andrew said, hey, Greg, can you, can we connect? That's a big word that these PR guys, can we connect? Yeah, can we connect, yes. Can we connect tonight? So I'm thinking connect, what does that mean? Does that mean I got to go meet him somewhere? Does it mean I got to go back down to Phoenix? What does connect mean? Is it a phone call? Is it a text? What is it? So I'm like, now I'm like, I am exhausted. If I got to go meet this guy just to get Kevin Burkhart to our set, you know, somewhere else, I'm going to be uh, annoyed about this. Uh, but he ended up just calling. I said, yes, I'm, I'm here. I'm available. He ends up calling. We had a very, very long phone call that I believe was a productive phone it's call. Either a yes or a no. I mean, I, there's, there's no gray area. And I still don't have an answer for you. Yes or no. That's I don't have simple. an answer for it. That's a no that they don't want to give you. 7 o'clock here, local time. 7 a.m. local time here. He should be sitting right to my right. 
Steve Larger will be doing that. And he has it, and he has until Friday to to do it. That's yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, that's seven o'clock in the morning. He's probably up. You know, Kevin's uh, probably a guy who likes to go down in the gym, work out a little bit. You yeah. Know, and, and listen, I'm I'm going by the fact that uh, he's not going to forget where he came from. And, you know, if he doesn't show up, then I can guarantee you on Monday, we're going to think that that broadcast sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that's but, how it works in this business. Just, sure. You ship people. That, that's exactly right. Um, but, you know, I do, I do love Kevin. I understand. One of the things they said that I, under, that I really got from his perspective on this, because I'm trying to understand his perspective, is uh, Andrew Figversi told me that uh, Kevin is staying 45 minutes away from Radio Row. I guarantee. Well, it's kind of like what we're doing. We're like twenty-five minutes away. He's forty-five. Well, or twenty-five minutes because there's no traffic at uh, at two thirty in the morning. That is correct. So that's a little bit tricky. Time he gets down there, logistics, sending him a car, that whole thing. Then he's stuck here at Radio Row. He's got to go back. He's got these other obligations. That was one of the hurdles that we were trying to figure out last well, night. So this is what you do: you get him in here right before we go off the show on Thursday, mm-hmm. and then he leaves with us. And we get him up there. That's actually a great idea. Yeah, no kidding. But I'm actually, all about I don't logistics. Think, I don't think he's staying. I don't think he's staying in Scottsdale. Yeah, but we'll get him out of here. We we'll get him out. We'll, I'll, I'll get him out of here with no problem. We're acting like Fox doesn't have him riding limousine riding all over the Arizona I don't area. He uses limousines anymore. It's you know now it's all SUVs. That's right. SUVs. He's probably got a bulletproof SUV riding around with some sort of security detail or something. Now. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. Know, be- you know, before he was interviewing Miss- Mr. Met in the uh, upper decks of Shea Stadium right. as they were getting ready to shut it down. <laughs> That's right. Eating the Shake Shack at City Field when they opened it up, all right. that stuff. That's what he was doing. But we'll see. You know. I was not, like, I, I said productive. It was productive because I got one-on-one with the Figversi, but I was not encouraged when the phone call was over. Let's just put it that you way. You have a better shot of having drinks with Kay Adams today. <laughs> <laughs> From the cheap seats. Yeah. he is. Uh, speaking of Eddie, we've got Steve Largent joining us, and apparently he is promoting uh, Jesus Christ. Well, it's the, uh, you've seen the commercials during the CBS uh, uh NFL broadcast. Yeah. Hashtag he gets us. Okay. That's one of he's one of that's one of his things. Okay. Do you think that we uh, should bring known atheist Eddie Spazzeri up to the stage during that interview so he could have some questions, sort of like Jerry did with Neil deGrasse Tyson when Eddie was off? He got some questions from Eddie. You think that would be a good thing or not a good thing? I think we read uh, the read the room in that situation. See I, how at the end I, of this storm, there's a rainbow. And you know who put the rainbow there? God. Fraud! Fraud! <laughs> <laughs> no, here, here's the thing. We're at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, you are booking him as a guest because we love Steve. I love that. Uh, he has a message players. that he would like to bring. We're not here to argue his message. We're here to promote who he is and what I he's talking about. I didn't say argue. About. I didn't say argue. All right. So it's, it's not supposed to be contentious. It's Super Bowl. Did anybody we say contentious? No, but just, listen, I didn't hey. think... I, I never have ever dealt with any sort of contentiousness at any of these Super Bowl remotes until yesterday when I saw Kay oh. Adams storming off because of all the, like friction that you've created. Wait a second. You and just now, told me that it wasn't my fault. And no, now you're telling me I'm creating the friction? Well, you're creating the friction. I'm not saying it's that you should be faulted because I thought that you really set it up perfectly. Well, thank you. The thing is, is that I don't want to get into like a debate about does he get us or not get us? Is there somebody who does get us or doesn't get us? Just let him tell us what he thinks 
gets us. And I will ask him about the sports gods. Are there sports gods out there that are controlling uh, the outcomes of this game? Oh, here we go. Of course you are. Well, why not? All I right. don't know. He seems like he knows. Yeah. I want to ask him. I also say that if the, does the loser of the Super Bowl is that like because the winner is going to thank God? I can answer that. You well, know, the you're sitting next to somebody who right. lost it. Did you blame Satan for the? loss? I did not. No. All right. That's another thing I want to know from Steve. What Al? I was uh, asking Jerry about this earlier. He's a Hall of Fame wide receiver. You're a fine MVP quarterback. Thank you, Al. With all this space out here, do you think you could get a ball to Largent if Jerry Recco and I were covering him? Double cover. 100%. Oh, no my God. Way. I mean, NARPs would trip over each other. Double wow. coverage? Oh, easily. How old is Steve I mean, Largent? I'm not going to throw this football because it's with a white panel. No, the real It's football. very slippery. All right. So and I don't want anything. Large is probably like 64, maybe. And I don't want anything, Boomer, where he's sitting behind our zone coverage and just get up the ball. Well, be so Al, first of all, if you're, you're saying double coverage, you, you can't say double coverage and then zone coverage in the same sentence. You know, you're double coverage. I'm assuming that you're trying to play him bump and run man to man. I want to see you bump and run man to man. You got like a three yard cushion to get your hands on him. All right. See if you can stop him, or he's going to just actually slap you on the side of the head and just let you. But then Jerry's got him if he gets past me. That's what I'm saying. Double coverage. By the way, Steve Largent right now, I'm with Al and Jerry on this. I think they could cover him. He's 68. Oh, perfect. He's 68. But blanket. Yeah, I'm sure he's in great shape. I'm not saying he is. 68's like the new 48. Okay, but Jerry's actually 48. So he's going to cover him. <laughs> yeah, but uh, for some reason, your guy's 48 doesn't look like his 68. I don't know why. <laughs> Man boobs, maybe? I don't know. It could be that. Right. Uh, but yes, uh, it'll be 7 a.m. here. It'll be 9 a.m. local time for our listeners that Steve Largen will be here promoting. Right, so that should be Jesus Kevin Burkhardt. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's right. And celebrating Satan? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be Kevin Burkhart today, uh, because I did say we did have Steve Larger promoting Jesus yeah. at seven o'clock this morning here, uh, nine o'clock. So I said any other time would be great if you want to get up at four and come down here and hang out. That's what it should do. It should get up at four o'clock. Come right down here, exactly. Yeah, take a nap a little bit later in the day. Be perfect. Warren Geo live from Radio Row. The Traveling Built Ford Tough Studio, smack dab in Phoenix, Arizona, the site of Super Bowl 57. Uh, LeBron James breaks the scoring record, uh, more points than Kareem. It's a whole uh, thing last night. He gets on the microphone, he curses. That was a viral video. And then Kareem hands him the basketball, and you have this passing of the torch type of thing. I mean, what is this a whole thing about guys now cursing? into live mics. I don't get that. I mean, I look, I, I use a curse word every now and again, but yeah. uh, like this whole thing, I always realize that when they, these mics are on or when I was being interviewed anywhere, anywhere, I wouldn't curse. Yeah. Why, why is that a thing now? Even Tom Brady, like with Jim Gray and his podcast. Now, podcasting's different, but when we play it, we have to beep it out. That is true, and I'm sure Jerry, if he adds his cut with LeBron, if he plays it, it will be beeped out because he goes, F, man, thank you. That's what he says, LeBron James. So anyway, I thought it was funny. That, I was had, that had to annoy uh, Kareem, I bet you. You think? I mean, Kareem has been like one of his biggest critics, by the way. Yeah, I'm, 
back in the day, yes. Maybe not so much right now, but a few years ago, absolutely, you're right. You know the amazing thing about that record, and I, I, I'm sure basketball like aficionados appreciate it because it lasted 40 years essentially yeah it is it is one of those things that of course you know everybody in america who's doing a national sports talk show was going to be talking about who's better now just put lebron here put him there jordan and lebron it's all these ridiculous things you know lebron james has had an amazing career this is not one of the things that i'm going to remember lebron for no i think the thing that i'm going to remember him most for was getting that a championship to Cleveland and going back there and coming back from 3-1 against the Warriors, even though Draymond Green was suspended one of those games and that would have changed everything. But coming back 3-1 from the Warriors, delivering that championship uh, to the Cavaliers, I think is the number one memory for me with LeBron James. Not for me. I'm going to remember the decision uh, where he was sitting there and he was wearing that red and white check shirt that yeah, he yeah, looked yeah. so good in. Right. That's what I remember the most. The Talents decision. to Miami, that Yes, one? exactly. Yeah, for sure. But anyway. with Jim Gray, too? It was with Jim Gray. That was with Jim Gray. The Pete Rose thing was with Jim Gray. Yeah, he weasels his way into everything. And he's got Jim Tom Gray. Brady. Yeah. Yeah. How does he do that? Doesn't seem like that cool of a guy. No, you he's know? fine. He's, he's great. When I worked with him at Westwood One, he was great to work with. But like, you know how Jake... Honestly, really, I mean, he was like... I know he has whatever reputation or whatever perception you may have of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you've said it many times. Working with him, he couldn't yeah. have been kinder, couldn't have been more... Uh, you know, more of a team-oriented guy. Now, he had to have his thing. There's no question about that. But he was a great teammate. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing that bothers me about him is he'll, like, go after people that aren't his friends but will not go after the people that are his friends. Well, I don't... I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like he's never, he doesn't really, he's never critical of Tom Brady in those those interviews. He never really goes after him. But, like, if he's doing a boxing match, he's covering it. He'll, like, go right after those guys because he doesn't have a relationship with them. It's just, I don't know. It's just, that, that's one of the things that annoys me. There's a little the boot licking and stuff like that is a little bit off-putting. But Well, I'll say one thing. You know, and, and Tom Brady used to do halftimes for Westwood One. <laughs> he used to do halftimes for Westwood One. I know, so. yeah. And I remember a lot of those questions while Tom was still playing, of course. And a lot of those questions he asked were pretty pointed questions about different controversial things, whether it be the flake gate, spy gate, all, you know, whatever it was. I mean, Jim wasn't afraid to ask him. Well, know? I'm sure that they talked before. They're like, you know, I have to ask this. This is the way I'm going to ask it, just as so you're prepared. I mean, I don't think he's like doing no, some sort of. of course not. I mean, Tom yeah. Brady's being paid to do a halftime exactly. spot on Westwood One. It's you're not sitting down like uh, uh, you know on 60 Minutes getting grilled. <laughs> No, absolutely not. Uh, so congratulations to LeBron James. Personally, it is not a big deal to me. Uh, for him, of course, it's a huge deal. and It's another one of those things that he's going to have and people are going to reference when they're talking about the greatest to have ever played the game. Um, you know, Kevin Durant's a, a more interesting thing to me. I don't, why in the hell would he want to stay at Brooklyn Net? Can you answer me that? This is why they're having intense conversations. Right. I was thinking last night. He's sitting there watching the Phoenix Suns in Brooklyn. Yes. Now, I know why the Nets would want to have him finish out his contract there. I totally understand the motivation from their point of hanging on to Kevin Durant. But Kevin Durant's probably, like, I got to get, this is over now. It's over. It didn't work. 
it is over. Kyrie's gone. This whole organization is just different than what I expected it to be. Yeah, there's some good players on this team, but I don't believe with the way that it's presently constituted, and who knows what they do with the trade deadline, but you know, maybe they're talking to him about that. What player could we bring in that makes you want to stay here? He's probably thinking, just this is it. Get me out of here. It's over. Guys, it didn't work out. We, we, we are now officially in the this didn't work out zone, so get rid of me too. And if that ends up being a power struggle between the two, that'll be fascinating. But I, I couldn't imagine a reason why Kevin Durant would want to stay in Brooklyn now that Kyrie Irving is gone. Now, I know the contract situation and everything that goes along with Kevin Durant would have to be something that is figured out. But, I, you know, he asked for a trade prior to the season. Well, he asked for These guys do this because they want their max extensions. Yeah. That's why they ask for the trades. That is part of the leverage that they have to get the most money they possibly can. But he had just signed the, the, that max extension. Yeah, but uh, did he? Did yes. he or no? He did? Yes, he did. He had just signed the extension, and then he asked for the trade after that. Now, Kyrie was a different situation because the Nets weren't going to give him the deal. He wanted out of there so then he could get the bird rights with whatever new team, and then he's going to hope that he stays there and signs a contract. Kevin Durant had signed his extension, and then a year after that said, hell, I want out of here. So you're telling me now he wants now that Kyrie's and that's when Kyrie was a part of the team. You know what's amazing? So he has four years under contract already with the Nets, this being the fourth year. Thirty-eight million, thirty-eight million, forty-two million, forty-three million. Okay? That would bring after this season is over, his total contract that he has had up to 16 seasons is almost $350 million. Three years left with the Nets after this year at 48-4, 49-8, and 53-2. And that will bring his total compensation as a basketball player after 19 seasons to almost a half a billion dollars. Yep. Well, he has... I mean, so, I don't... I, like, he's I, the, but he's been that valuable I, to the league. Don't you though. feel like, oh, when you sign a contract... And you're there, and you're saying, "Okay, I'm going to accept. I'm going to accept this new contract extension." And I, I mean, now all of a sudden, six months into it, I, I want out. Yeah, but this it's is ridiculous. Not, it is ridiculous, and we've did. But he's not the only one. It goes on and on and on with all these NBA players. And Kevin Durant, I, I, I can't imagine him going. You know, I'm going to honor this contract. You know, you guys gave me this money. You entrusted me with the keys to this organization. I'm going to finish this out. There's no way. Why Why would he want to? He's just going to be another one of these guys that bitches his way out of the situation because it isn't perfect for him and goes somewhere else. It's unbelievable. He, had a, he signed a four-year, $194 million contract extension, mm-hmm. and that was literally six months ago. And you're going to say now that I want out? Yeah. You already did. I mean, it's kind of like what Deshaun Watson did to the Houston Texans prior to all the massage therapy stuff. That's right, yes. Prior to all of that stuff, he wanted out. Yeah, pre-pervert. Well, whatever, but he wanted out. Yeah, he did. Uh, I'm just saying, it's amazing. And, you know, and he basically is able to get the max money because he's with the same team, the bird rights, the whole thing. And now he wants to be traded with that contract. Why? Because he got all the money already, and now he wants to go somewhere else and play and still make that money. Yeah, and the Nets don't want to give up on this thing. Like, they, they, If Kevin Durant goes, then in their eyes, it's a complete and utter failure. Already, to me, it's a complete and utter failure because I don't think this team is going to be good enough to compete with the best teams in the Eastern Conference. But I'm sure that Joe Sy and, and Sean Marks want to keep him there. 
give it a run, try to make this thing a success because if they don't, I mean, this, this, this will be, if he leaves at this trade deadline and there's no Kyrie or Kevin Durant, it's the biggest failed experiment in NBA it history. It already is. But they still could like they still could make the playoffs and, and win a couple rounds with Kevin Durant. Um I, I, I thought believe, they were supposed to win a championship and multiple right, championships. Exactly. So to me it's eighty percent the biggest failed experiment. The extra hundred, the twenty percent to get to one hundred percent is Kevin Durant getting out of here too. You also forget that that first year that Kevin Durant was here, he didn't play. I didn't, he didn't forget play Trust at all me. because you know he was suffering from that Achilles injury, and yet the Nets still paid him. I mean, the the just the audacity and the the lack of respect from the players back towards the organization is startling. Yeah, well, it, it's. But is it still startling? Because this has been the the deal now for years and years I mean, and years. I mean, they David- basically they basically kick Sean Marks in the nuts like ten different times. <laughs> I mean, think about Sean Marks. Oh, yeah, right. Oh! All right, I'm just gonna stand here. I'm gonna open up my legs, <laughs> and he can kick me in the ball sack again and again and again. I mean, it's, right. really, it's ridiculous. You got a swift kick, Kevin. You're, you're up next. <laughs> get make sure you get those steel tip boots on, so you can kick me right in the nuts. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's horrible. It's and he he looks like a buffoon. Joe Sy looks like a buffoon. Everybody does. It's just it's ridiculous. I mean, here's something that we never talk about. James Harden was here for like 15 minutes too, and now you got Ben he Simmons also. Out. Now but you got Ben Simmons was the biggest nut job in the NBA. Can't shoot. Can't do anything. Can't stay healthy. Psychosomatic injuries. The guy's the guy's a disaster. I mean, it's it's hilarious. It's absolutely it's, as bad as the Knicks have been in one of the worst organizations in sports for decades. I mean, it's like this is just makes me feel so happy well, we watching look, it we burn look stable down. compared to them now. Right now, yeah, right now. But it's not like the Knicks didn't go through some horrible times. Oh, we've gone through a lot of horrible times. You know, we had the Pat Riley, the Jeff Van Gundy times where everything seemed to be really, really solid. And, you know, then then you had the Isaiah Thomas situation. You had the Phil Jackson situation. You had the David Fisdale coaching situation. And I I could go on and on and on. At least now, sometimes doing nothing is better than trying to do something that's going to screw up everything. And they have not, and they didn't. I wish they would have signed Donovan Mitchell somehow, but they didn't. And, you know, they're better for it long run wise because of all the assets that they've acquired but it's what you do with those assets that will ultimately determine where this team is headed but my my question to you will will be can Jalen Brunson I I believe he can Mm -hmm. just so you know and I think every Nick fan will be right in lockstep with me that this kid has been everything that we could have hoped for he is a, a guy that is professional he handles the ball he knows where to go with it now Tibbs sometimes says throw it to Julius Randle with three seconds to go on the clock and then we got a problem but just put the ball in his hand and let him create let him make the decisions and that guy is tough he is one tough guy and this is the best point guard we've had in how long yeah very very long time and and it's actually fun to watch him play because it's always in motion the team is in motion you know what i'm saying when he has the ball yeah fluidity nobody's looking at julius randall just standing there bouncing the ball you know with the clock going off the down uh, the uh shot clock going down yeah and taking a fall away jumper and clanking it off the rim you were about to ask a question though can jalen brunson lead the knicks to a championship He's going to need another superstar. No, I know that. I know that. But I'm just saying, do you do you see him being the Knicks possibly having a shot at a championship while he's here? 
I need to know who the next guy is. I can't say yes. I mean, he's not going to be able to do it on his own. He's not going to be able to do it with this team. I mean, they, they need to get a legitimate perennial all-star in his 20s to pair with, with Jalen Brunson. Then, yes, he could be a championship point guard. So you think, I mean, honestly, you think he could be a guy that could have the ball in crunch time in a game yeah. seven like Clyde Frazier had it? Absolutely. Because that's what it's going to take. Right. Absolutely. I'm just thinking about Sean Marks getting kicked in the nuts still. Yeah. That's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> just staying That's because he right. is. All right, Ben Simmons, you come in. You give it a shot. Oh, Ben, you missed. You missed. It's my nuts you're supposed to hit here, Ben. You, you missed Some, Somebody, and I'm sure somebody at Spot Track or somebody, could do a financial evaluation of the Nets over the last four years and how much money they have spent on players coming and going and just thinking about, you know, what what they've accomplished as being a part of this organization. You know what I mean? Like how much money have they wasted? I mean, it's, I mean you were just reading it right there. I mean, every that's, just penny, Durant, that's just Kevin Durant's uh, contract. Right, every penny that went to Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant so far has been wasted. Here, presented by Casamigos. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. The Road to Arizona also brought to you by Optimum. Get closer, go farther. And by Key Food. Get all of your tailgating needs at Key Food and their family of supermarkets. Jerry Recco is back. He's got another sports update for us. There was some action yesterday in the world of sports. It's been a quiet Super Bowl week as far as the Eagles and the Chiefs are concerned. A lot of basketball. A lot of basketball. So let's hear it. All right. We are sponsored by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Edison Heating and Cooling. And let's get to that basketball. And we start with one. LeBron James, last hour I gave you the Lakers call of LeBron breaking the record. This is the Thunder call. It's pretty darn good. Westbrook top. He's seeing LeBron high post right. Tatted by Kendricks. Holds on his left tip. Eight to shoot. Grinding into the lane. Elevation fires. A one-legged fade away from 15. There it is. There it is. He's done it. King James' ascent is complete. He's now seated on the throne as the NBA's all-time scoring king. That's pretty good for yeah. a visiting team. That's pretty good. So uh, that was Thunder Radio. They wound up beating the Lakers, but LeBron did uh, take over the scoring lead and title from um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 38,390 points as he sits now today. Uh, here was Adam Silver congratulating the king. LeBron, you are the NBA's all-time scoring leader. Congratulations. That was kind of cool. Yep, congratulations. Then there Real was, creative there, Adam. Then there was LeBron, who was real creative. <laughs> man, thank you, guys. <laughs> F, man, thank you. <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh, in terms of the actual shot, there was a lot of conversation as to what it would be. Like, how we were talking about the skyhook to signify Kareem and all that. Well, that was in his head, and he talked about the process and how he did it. I was able to get to a really good spot on the floor where I'm very comfortable with and get to one of my patented fadeaway shots, you know, and uh, I know a lot of people wanted me to go to the sky hook to break the record or, or one of my signature dunks, uh, but my fadeaway is a signature play as well, and uh, I was able to get it and, and um, 
and touched nothing but the bottom of the net. Uh, that was uh, that was pretty cool. That's exactly right. Very cool. So it comes in a loss, but he is now the all-time leading scorer. As, the, uh, sorry, Jerry. Yeah. The most interesting thing that came out of that game last night was not LeBron, wasn't him cursing, wasn't the scoring record, wasn't Kareem. It was Shea Gilgis Alexander's shoes when he showed up to the game. Did you see, did not see them? He's wearing like flat out Buzz Aldrin red moon boots walking to the There arena. you go. Do you see that? Yeah. They're like they moon boots or crocs. Crocs? You yeah. see the sizes? No, no, no. They're sneakers. Those look like Yeezys on steroids. Look at this. This is him walking into the arena. How is that a fashion thing? How is that a thing? Have you ever seen, seen Kyle Bro? Kuzma show or, up? To oh the, my uh, God! Yes. Or Russell yeah. Westbrook? Well, yeah, but this. Well, is Kyle not... Kuzma showed up the other day with a, like some big puff jacket on that kind of big covered his entire face. Yeah, and it, all it made me think of is when Al and Jerry were in those uh, rock'em sock'em things that they got themselves into the balloon. Sure, oh, he kick off the summer. Yeah, and they're bumping into each other down yeah. there. The uh, knocker where, balls. Yes, the knocker balls. Where was that, Al Jenkinson's? Work? That was that at was headliner. headliner. Oh, headliner. Okay, a long time ago now. Yes. And That's what it reminded back me of. I saw him. And then he showed up in something else that had all these different colors, and, and he had this whole thing wrapped around his head. Yeah. That's a fashion statement, man. And then you still have Clyde wearing what he wears for broadcasts. Yeah. So, there you have it. Speaking of wrong. Clyde, uh, he was in Orlando who beat the Magic. There's Brunson. Nice touch off the glass. So cool. So collected is Brunson. Fox, very charismatic. He scored 25, um, did Brunson. And the Knicks win 102-98. Julius Randle had 22 points, 14 boards, 6 assists. Tight game uh, here. This was uh, Tibbs. As they go forward now, you asked the question last hour, so I figured I'd get you the answer. Here's Tibbs on the trade deadline. Your thoughts? I've been around a long time. For every 100 trades, they talk about one gets done. So... Just keep focused on, don't don't get distracted, it's just noise, and the, the good thing is that I think the popularity of our league, it creates a buzz, everyone's looking at it, but you can't lose sight of what, what's important to us, which is getting ready for the next game. He is right about that. We talk more about the NBA around the trade deadline now than we do about the games. Absolutely, their offseason and the trade deadline really is the real drama in the league, and the playoffs. I mean, I think that good sure. teams make it to the finals, and those are interesting games, but it's it's become a year-round league and it's the the silly season the trades the free agency all of that stuff is more interesting than the regular season yep very much so now the nfl offseason is pretty damn interesting too but the season is still better than the offseason absolutely which is a little different uh as for the nets no kyrie irving he's in dallas we'll get to him in a moment uh the nets got another big performance from cam thomas but not good enough on the defensive end to beat the suns Bridges in the paint, pulls up, jumper, in and out, but dunked home by eight. There it is, the offensive rebound again. That has been the thorn in the side for the Nets all night long. It sure DeAndre was. Aiden been the primary guy doing the damage. See, I think the Nets need DeAndre Aiden. So that would help them <laughs> with those offensive rebounds. Yes, it would That'd help awesome. them. Or Nick Claxton could learn to box out. Well, there's that. DeAndre Ayton's a, a beast. Nick Claxton's seven way, foot tall. Box him out. By the by the way, DeAndre Ayton's not happy out here either. <laughs> so you just trade like unhappy superstars for each other, and then maybe they find their games again. Here was Joe Harris, even though they lost. How about Cam Thomas? 43 points, youngest to have three straight 40-point performances. 
it is really remarkable. I mean, um, you know, to score 40 in an NBA game is, in its own right, uh, incredible. But three consecutive nights is, you know, it's unbelievably impressive. Now, we did learn Kevin Durant is not going to be in the All-Star game. He's out until right after it, so perhaps after that he'll be back. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but it is time now for what we call the Boomer and Geo vomit-worthy portion of the morning. Okay, we take you to <laughs> Dallas where Kyrie Irving met the media. Uh, I'll give you a couple of clips from him this hour, a couple more next hour where you can throw up again. Number one, Kyrie in Dallas. Pretty cool. Really feel wanted, and you know, I know that they had to give up some pieces for me to get here, so I don't take that for granted. Um, shout out to Mr. Cuban. Shout out to the whole entire front office uh, of the Dallas organization. Um, you know, I've been here for about 48 hours or a little bit more than that, and uh, it's been nothing but a warm embrace and nothing but genuine love. Never done anything yet. Right. Yeah, three <laughs> days later, Luka Doncic goes, this guy sucks. <laughs> oh, my God. I had no idea it was this bad. <laughs> here, here was another one from Kyrie. This is a little over the top. We, If I asked you, how would you characterize Kyrie's time in Brooklyn? What would you say? Tumultuous. Yeah, yes. Sounds yeah. fair. Tire fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's got a different take on his time in Brooklyn. It's water on the bridge now. Like, I wish them well. I left them in fourth place. I did what I was supposed to do. Took care of my teammates. <laughs> was uh, incred- incredibly selfless in my approach to leading. Uh, I just want to do all the right things for myself, not to um, appease anybody that had something negative to say about me or they judge me. Now, Two things here. He is like living in an alternate universe. So two things. Number one, every member of the Nets that talks about Kyrie behind closed doors gushes about him as a teammate. That's fine. But you can't say you did everything you could when you bailed and left. (laughs) He goes, I did what I had to do. That's what he said. Did what I had to do. Leave the team. You know, a huge controversy. Is there any way that you can find... Or somebody back at the station could find one of his opening press conferences when he and Kevin Durant first signed with the Nets. And then compare that to what he's saying here. Hey, Mike, pop on the mic. What do you think? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, At least by tomorrow, if not today. (laughs) All right. I'm just wondering if somebody could find, like, maybe his opening, you know... Uh, press conference with the Nets and how happy he, he was, was. And how many championships were going to win. Talked about growing up as a Net fan. Yeah, it was a dream stuff. come true. Right. Uh, Fleeks, you also get his first press conference at Duke. <laughs> I would like to hear that. If you just have, if you guys have time. Only if you have time. Coach K post game talking about how great he was at Duke. Yeah, yes, please. For his like one 12 game. games, I, it wasn't much. Maybe it was seven games. Seven games or something. It was not much. I do know that. Or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there you have it. That's the basketball story. We get to the football. Uh, the Saints have been granted permission to speak with Derek Carr. Two sides will meet today. We'll see if that goes any further. Um, Fox did have their media day yesterday uh, here in Las Vegas, uh, Vegas, in Phoenix. And Terry Bradshaw stepped to the mic and had an interesting take on what he could do to boost the ratings, if need be. I told Fox, if, if I could just die on the show, <laughs> think about the ratings, right? I mean, we're all about, are we not about ratings? I'd be huge. I actually think he's only half joking. <laughs> no, I mean, I've said that as well. <laughs> I've said if, you, if you're a radio person, you're going to have like a sudden death. Like being on the air is the best way to go. Because then, you know, think about all the pub you get. I mean, that's really like... But you won't be leave, around to see it. But you're leaving a legacy. That's like when they put these guys in the Hall of Fame after they die. What's sure. the point? 
It's posthumous. Posthumous video views. Or useless. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson heard that. I was like, I'm going to beat you to it. <laughs> <laughs> he might. You never know. Then, of course, there's uh, one Aaron Rodgers. Uh, last hour, we told you that he was going to this uh, this darkness event or retreat or where the hell it is. <laughs> darkness <laughs> event? What? Darkness event? Oh, it is. Is it not? <laughs> I feel like every, every time I come in here, it's like darkness event with you guys. <laughs> Especially Al. And you, you're always, you're always negative. No, I'm, I'm not negative. Yes, you are. I am the most optimistic person here. <laughs> that is true. That is 100% true. I call it morbid optimism, but I am the most optimistic person I here. feel like Boomer's more optimistic. Oh, you know, he's out of the equation. He's oh, talking oh, about oh, the rest oh, of oh, us. Oh, okay. All right, I, I'm all right. just... I feel like you're our Kyrie Irving with your negativity. <laughs> what is the point of what the hell we've done? See what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. But I'm the most optimistic person here on this crew. I don't think so. I am. I am. I know I, life is out. nothing more than a scam and just filled with hypocrisy. <laughs> and then you're dead. Like, that's it. Yes. <laughs> See? Life is a scam. You're all words. That's optimism. Speak to it. Yeah, but I think if once you get that through your head, that you can live your life free. As long as you know people are trying to rip you off yeah. <laughs> and steal from you, then you're good. Well, Steve Large is going to be here in a little bit. I'm not going to be anywhere so. near that. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. You're, not. you're already. You're, yeah, we already got a whole Jerry Recco, Steve Large thing carved out, so you can. I'll, I'll try and defend the past. <laughs> but you can't have a guy up here that wants to preach about God and then have a guy can't. Well, we're going to be playing Dream. Old. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's preaching. He's preparing, well, ready to come talk football. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. be no difference but, if he's up here talking about skittles or something. But he also, at some point, has to get the message out. Yes. That's why he's coming here. Well, correct. Here's, here's the great thing, Jerry. You don't have to say a thing during that interview. Eddie's going to say it for you. <laughs> so don't worry about, about this? that. No plugs unless you could catch a pass against Jerry and I. <laughs> That'll take two seconds. Well, you're I, really selling this. Listen, I, I am not confident in my athletic ability, but now that I saw he's 68, I could go one-on-one -on -one with Largent. There's Have no you way. seen him in shape at 68? I don't care. I, mean, I do not care. I'm 61? telling you right, right now. 61, and he's in fantastic shape. I understand that. I'm telling you, he must have some sort of knee issue or something. I, I will blanket him like Sauce Gardner. There is Yo, no chance. Come on, guys. No chance. <laughs> I mean, my God. No, there will be no... He's 68, I man. understand he's 68. I will blanket his Have ass. Have you seen Stallone? I, okay. He's in his 70s. I'd blanket him, too. Do you no, see him yeah. walk? <laughs> I'm not asking you to walk, but box him. <laughs> well, Have you too. seen yourself walk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I'm feeling good. I mean, feeling good. You shuffle in all I do shuffle. It's around here. Listen, it, you Adams. saw me get activated Kay against Marash. I'll but, get activated here. But I saw <laughs> Kay Adams basically deactivate you right in front of your face. Fair. <laughs> the look on your face was just... Oh. Here it is right here. <laughs> there she goes. And... Hand up with oh, she did. Hold on. And here's the face right there. <laughs> <laughs> that is a confident... Walk of a woman with the arm out, the the oh large purse on she it. Never I mean, broke stride. No. Oh, she is pissed. <laughs> Facial expression never changed. Nope. Yeah, I'm Not telling you, joking. Man. Yeah, that was just it was straight lightning bolts <laughs> to my eyeballs. She did <laughs> daggers. All because she squished your man boob. That's right. All because of that. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, amazing. you are very kind to her, as I said earlier this morning. Couldn't I mean, have been nicer, really. I mean, 98% of everything you said about her was, like, glowing. <laughs> glowing. Yeah. But we live in sound bites.
I guess we do. And somebody told us that, oh, you grabbed a man boob. Exactly right. And, and Anthony Gallo did not help the cause by tweeting out the video saying that Gio is shocked that Kay Adams violated him. <laughs> And tags are in it. <laughs> yes. We need the views. <laughs> I know. Violated. So that's where that came from. Yeah. Oh, wow. So she, so she had to see that, obviously. Probably, yeah. Um, now, in the piece he released, did you ever say that? No. No, no, no. I did not say violated. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, I said it. I think I'm not mad at her. I'm mad at me. I've said that a million times. I just said for me to possess the man boobs to allow right. this to happen is the problem. The whole point of it was she's used to grabbing pecs. Yeah. Not saggy breasts. Exactly. I gotcha. Yeah. And then she was surprised. Right. And then she was there. She was like, oh. Huh. <laughs> you know, like a... Like you don't a, work out, do you? Like a stress ball on a desk. <laughs> pick it up, you're like, oh, man, this is kind of cool. <laughs> and then, yeah, she let me go after that. Ay, ay, ay. Well, she let you go, all right. Uh, Niners hire Steve Wilkes as their defensive coordinator. I'll give you the darkness stuff next hour from uh, Aaron Rodgers. Islanders shut out the Kraken 4 nothing. Ilya Sorokin with 32 saves in that game. You got the Rangers and the Canucks coming up tonight. Indiana beat Rutgers 66-60. St. John's a two-point loss at Butler. UConn beat Marquette 87-72. And I think it's Seton Hall Creighton tonight. Okay, well. you think. I'm pretty sure. Okay, very pretty good. sure. It could be tomorrow. Night. I know. I, I know they're playing this week. I'm not sure if it's done or tomorrow night. I gotta check. Uh, so Terry Bradshaw said something else in that media session, not about dying on the air, that gives us some insight into Sean Payton's process of picking a team, mm. and it's not very kind to a particular player on that roster. I'll tell you about that uh, next. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Traveling Built Ford Tough Studio. Boomer and Geo, coming live from the Traveling Bill Ford Tough Studio. You know, this is truly hump day, isn't it? It is hump day, yes. Truly hump day for us. I mean, because we've had to get acclimated to the time and kind of do everything that we normally do. I get different hours of the day. So yes. I don't know about you. So Gina and Sabrina got in yesterday. They did, yep. And everything worked out okay? For the most part, yes. All right, that's good. There was uh, there was one issue, and I do want to tell you about this Terry Bradshaw thing in a second, because okay. I teased that. There was just one issue, quickly, I'll tell you, at the rental car place. The flight was great. Sabrina was totally behaved. She was awesome. She even fell asleep for a little bit. It was on time. They got off the plane. Gina was like, that was great. You know, even though it's a five-hour-something flight, like, it really didn't feel like that. And then they got to the rental car place. There's supposed to be a car seat in the rental car. There's not. Then there's another situation where they just hand her the rental, they hand her the car seat. She tries to install it. She can't install it correctly. She's there for an hour and a half. And finally, someone comes over, helps her install the car seat for Sabrina. She's leaving. You know, you leave and they check the car at the little uh, oh, it's booth ridiculous. there. Yeah, they, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard getting a rental car out of this airport. Right. So she's waiting in this line to do that. And then she gets up to the line and they say, why did they give you this car? This is an all-electric car. And you're not supposed to have it. It's brand new. It had three miles on it, and it only had a charge to go 20 miles. That was it. It wasn't even charged. Has she ever driven an electric car? No. That's and she couldn't even stuff. start the thing. So you had like, someone come over and say, I, wow. I don't even know how to start the thing. So then she calls me like there's something I could do about it, you know, and screaming at me. Well, not for nothing. I, I figured you'd be over there to pick them up. No, I told him she said she was going to be fine. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, why would I pick them up when I don't have a car and she's picking well, up the rental car? I, I could have taken you from here right over to the airport. You could have gotten the rental car and it could have been waiting for them. Yeah. 
because you were golfing yesterday. You went straight to golf. Well, it's not my fault that you didn't ask me, but I would have said, hey, why not you just go get the rental car, have it all set up, and then uh, be waiting for them on the curb curbside. Yeah, you're probably right, but I wasn't going to ask you, hey, Boomer, can you help me out situating my family while you're here golfing? Well, the other thing you could have done is you could have just taken an Uber to go get the rental car and then pick them up. Yeah, but I wanted to sleep. So <laughs> I had like an hour to pass out. And then I wanted to be up the rest of the day to have a good day with them. And I assume Gina, being the savvy woman that she is, would have no issues. But there were issues. So it's fine. She got it out of her system. She was screaming at people. And it ended up working out fine. And then she got to the hotel. She loved it all automatically. Boom. Snapped into a good mood. Good. And that was that. Uh, by the way, the Road to Arizona brought to you by Casamigos. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. The Road to Arizona is also brought to you by Optum. Get closer, go farther. And by Key Food, get all of your tailgating needs at Key Food and their family of supermarkets. The one thing Gina said to me on the phone when she was at her angriest was, I'm going to get arrested in this place. <laughs> and then hung the phone up. And I went, huh? <laughs> and then I called her, and she gave me the FU button after that. So I'm like, oh, my oh, God. man, you're in trouble. I'm like, well, I didn't even do anything. It's that's not right. me. Well, you, you, that's right. You didn't do anything. But, but she said she was fine. It was going to be okay. I mean, uh, what am I supposed to do? So you know this airport is like quadrupled in size over the last 10 years. Yeah, and, you told and, me. And yeah. they have this long tram now. I'm sure that uh, Sabrina probably enjoyed the tram over to the, the, the rental car place and everything. Sure. But getting the rental car used to be easy here and is no longer that. I mean, you got to go like through three different checkpoints. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. It's, well, this is why I didn't like want to go over there. You know, enter into East Berlin or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't want... I just... I didn't need any more stress in my life. I figured they could handle it. You know, all right. a nice little vacation. Okay, so we got you all set up. Tell me you what my man. It. Tell me what my man Terry Bradshaw also said at this press conference. Okay, yesterday. so they asked him about Sean Payton and him taking the Broncos job and the process. Did you guys talk about it off the air at Fox? And he goes, "Yeah, we hung with him. We had some beers. We would talk. He would talk and talk and talk." And I said, you can't go to Charlotte. This is Terry Bradshaw, those quotes. I said, you can't go to Charlotte. That's the NFC South, obviously, where he coached the Saints. Okay. Then he goes, you can't go to Houston. They don't have a quarterback down there, and you don't want to be in Houston. All right, so he slams the Texans. He be drafting a new uh, quarterback here before too long. That is true, but then Terry Bradshaw just uh, trashes uh, Houston. Okay. And then the reporter goes, well, what about the Arizona Cardinals? And Terry responds with, quote, he didn't want to work with that quarterback. Yeah, nobody quote. does. So then he, someone pipes in and goes, he'd rather work with Russell Wilson. And Bradshaw goes, I don't think so. <laughs> but that's all he's got. He's got no choice. But I'll tell you one thing, he'll get the most out of him. I... I don't think he wants to work with Russell Wilson. Well, we talked if about If I'm Sean Payton, I'm like, Terry, shut your big fat mouth, man. Hey, listen, you're you're there talking to your boys. Your boys, unless you say, don't say anything. It's, it's, it's got to be one of those things that's assumed. Yes. Uh, and listening to Sean Payton's press conference when he was introduced as the head coach of the Broncos, and they asked him about Russell Wilson's personal coach and all this other stuff going on there. He goes, listen, I'm not, I'm not aware of any of that. All I know, the people that are going to be 
in this building are going to be my coaching staff and our players, and that's it. Yeah, which was great to hear. Yep. You're basically saying, I'm putting my foot down, and this is the way it's going to be. And really, if I'm Russell Wilson, you know, you got to start hanging out with your players. You got to be the guy that you were when you first came into the league. You got to be, there's somewhere in there that guy still resides, you know, where he can kind of ingratiate himself to his new teammates. And hopefully that's going to be the case under Sean Payton. I know one thing Sean Payton has given an edict. And that edict is much like the edict that was given to Brian Dable. Mm -hmm. Brian Dable is like, hey, you're coming here and you're fixing our quarterback. And we got to find out if this kid can play. And Brian Dable answered that question or that uh, demand by ownership. Because Daniel Jones is going to be a four-year you know, contract, five-year contract type of guy here with the Giants. Yeah, I mean, if I were Russell Wilson or his agent or whatever, this would I'd go right to Sean Payton. Like, what is this about? Were you telling Terry Bradshaw you didn't want to work with me? Is this all you've got? I mean, <laughs> That's give, not gonna what's happen. going on here? That's not going to happen. This Sean Payton is going in there. He's got the ownership behind him. And he's putting his foot down. And that's the place where he should go. That fan base is great. The sponsorships, the season ticket sales, I'm sure, are going through the roof right now. You can sell him to all of your people that support your organization. And he is going to go in there and he is going to run that thing like he ran New Orleans. Like he's got an iron fist and that's the way it's going to be. Yeah, another thing that we're learning day by day that you have brought up in the past is that absolutely everybody does not respect Kyler Murray as a football player. Nobody does. Not a single person. It's a mess here. It's yeah. a mess here in the in the desert, and that's why it's either going to be Kafka or Lou Anarumo. Um, look, it's one of thirty-two jobs. And again, like I keep saying, and I have said for you know the moment they fired Cliff Kingsbury, that this was going to be an impossible job for somebody to come in here and navigate through. They also lost their GM. He left for medical reasons. They hired a new GM, so they got a lot of things that have to go on here. And one of the things that they're going to have to deal with is a quarterback who thinks that he's an all-star. Maybe he was one year, uh, and he thinks that he is like a top five guy in the league when he, in actuality he's not. There are times where he makes plays that very few players can make in this league, but he's not consistent enough and, and not a leader. And it's one of the reasons why I believe that you know Larry Fitzgerald left the way he did. You want to play with him. Right. Well, he was also, I mean, he had played like, what, 17 years or something at that point. Yeah, but he was still a great player and a great leader in his own right. You know, sure. I was told a story the other day, and I couldn't believe it. And it's not from Larry himself. It was somebody uh, that said that, you know, when they signed Kyler Murray or drafted him, I think Larry has a home up in Minnesota. And he invited, uh, you know, a number of players up there uh, to go out and work out and everything, including his rookie quarterback, Kyler Murray. Word came to Larry that, uh, hey, call my agent. What? Yes. Hall of Famer? Future Hall of Famer, Larry I mean, Fitzgerald? If, and again, like, uh, you know, it's kind of speculation and it's a little bit of uh, rumor and innuendo, that kind of thing. And I hate that kind of stuff. Yeah. But that kind of stuff is what is attached to Kyler Murray. You know what it sounds like? It's the kind of stuff that was attached to uh, Russell Wilson coming out of Seattle, too, by the way. You know what this reminds me of? What does it remind you of? Kevin Burkhart. Hall of Fame radio guy. Reaching yeah. out to him. What does he say? Call my PR person. Right. Same thing. Kyler Murray, Kevin Burkhart, same guy. Same guy. Same guy. Could be, yeah. Really, it's amazing. Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Traveling Go For Tough Studio. Radio Rome sign of Super Bowl 57 here in Phoenix, Arizona. Hey, Boomer, what are you going to be doing at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central this evening? 
<laughs> I'm going to be watching CBS is what I'm going to be doing. Oh, really? Super Why Bowl's is that? Great, Super Bowl's greatest commercials. Oh, that's like, right. Come on. Yeah. You know nice. exactly what I'm going to be doing and where I'm going to be. That's right, of course. And that's what I'll be doing in uh, our hotel room as well. Yep. Super Bowl's greatest commercials. Battle of the Decades tonight at 8, 7 Central. Hosted by Boomer Esiason. She goes by Danny Rua now? Yeah, Danny or Daniela. Okay, Daniela Rua yeah. or Danny Rua. Yeah. Look at that. Kevin Frazier, by the way, he's a part of it as well. Oh, Kevin Frazier works himself into this. Yeah, but he didn't get top billing on our show. Like right, like right there, I, I made sure that, no, I got to say Kevin, because I like Kevin. Sure, right. But really, Danny and I are predominantly in the program, yes. Is Kevin a New York guy, or is he a West Coast guy? I feel like he was a New York guy at some point. Or was it's he at ESPN or something? No, what, no, that's, is that... I don't know. Don't ask me. You All right, I'm not going to ask you anyway. Answer to right I just now. thought you were talking to the guy. Maybe he was like, hey. You know, no, no, he was in Arizona while we were here. I mean, when we were in L.A., he was in Arizona. Okay. I'm trying to remember where everybody was, but he was actually at the site of the Super Bowl. Okay, so Battle of the Decades. You want to tell us who wins the Battle of the Decades? I can't tell you that because uh, it goes to, to an online vote tonight. Oh, it does. Yes. And, and then when we find out the winner, I guess, during the, the show? The viewers, yes. The viewers ultimately select the winner. And then, does that mean, did you have to record? A number of different endings. Yeah. Depending on who won. Interesting. Sort of like the NFL itself. It, there's a script. And oh, stop a, with that. I don't want to hear there's that. There's a number of different endings. It's so, so crazy. Did you see that uh, thing where they, they claim the script got leaked for the Super Bowl and it's going to be 37-34 Philadelphia? Okay. And all these people ran to all the sports books to bet on the correct score to try to get that. It was 37-34. Yeah. And, and what internet troll came up with that? I don't know. I really have no idea, but right. people are, are believing it. But anyway. And I know, I, I'm sure that there are fans out there that have these conspiracy theories when it comes to games and the way they're officiated. Yeah. I'm just telling you that overall, about 97% of all the calls made in real time are the correct calls. I think where we have gotten a little bit crazy is what is a catch, what isn't a catch. Um, I think what is roughing the passer, what isn't roughing the passer. Does does Tom Brady get the call and say Brock Purdy doesn't get the call? That kind of thing. And that and a lot of that stuff still is up to the referees that are doing the game, the officials that are doing the games. You know, some of this stuff is still. Um, in the eyes of the official making the call, it's his judgment as to whether or not it rises to the level of the penalty that he's calling. It's consistency, Boomer. That's what we're looking That's for. What we all want is consistency. Consistency. And, and like I told you, like when this whole thing started in the playoffs and uh, we started to see what they call expedited replay and you hear the referee say during the game after further discussion, we're putting the ball back or it was a catch or it was out of bounds. All of that is done in New York in consultation with the referees on the field, the officials on the field. And that's that's an expedited replay, and I think it's a good way of making sure the calls are right. Because as a, as a broadcaster and a former player, all I want is the right call. I don't want to lose a game on a bad call like the Saints did to the Rams. I'm just picturing you in, uh, where were you, SoFi Stadium out there? Yes. And you're going... Congratulations to the 80s for winning the Battle of the Decades. Congratulations to 
the 70s for winning the Battle of the Decades. One more time, can we do 90s again? You really mailed it in on the 90s. Boomer. Congratulations to the 90s. You had to do that, huh? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay, all right, very good. Just making sure. Okay. Uh, so did you happen to see any pictures of Carrot Top here yesterday, you guys? No. He looked like, the best way I can describe this. Madonna? Almost. Okay. He looked like he was wearing somebody else's skin. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Or like, uh, what's was his it, face? Was it a get-up or was it real? I mean, No, it was real. No hey, makeup, nothing? I, there had to be something going on there, man. But it was it was very, very odd. What do, you, do you just loiter around here after the show is over just to check these things out or what? I got nothing else to do, man. I wasn't going to go pick up that rental car, so <laughs> might as well find some content. All right. This, All right. this is a picture that was circulating yesterday around the Internet of Carrot Top, the comedian who has the red hair and is out in Vegas. And I mean, I mean, it looks like he's had a rough life. I, I mean, this. Here you go. Yeah. What's going on there? I've heard him interviewed recently, like on podcast. Yeah. He's a very good interview. He seemed very down to earth. He's with it, but looks like he's just had a rough, rough go of it. Yeah, seems very with it. Seems to be having a good time. Yeah, yeah. but he looks like he's wearing a Halloween mask. Yeah. It's strange. And then I saw him doing an interview with somebody with uh, Stu Gotts over here that they put up on Twitter. And, and I, you could see it in the video. And he was like, look like that. I mean, why is everybody looking so weird these days, man? I don't know. Madonna, Carrot Top, what the hell's going on? And then you get, like, like, our, like some of the people up in Scottsdale have a lot of plastic surgery, I've yes, noticed. They, yes, they do. it. Yes, it is. It is the land of plastic surgery. Oh, my yes. God. Have you noticed this? I have. And, in fact, Gina was staying in Scottsdale with a girlfriend of hers last week, and she said... I said, oh, how, what's it like up there? She said, it's, it's old people with plastic surgery riding bikes. <laughs> well, it's like Beverly Hills, it's Scottsdale, it's, you know, the Americana Manhasset. You know, it's all about the, you know, it's all the same people. Like, sure. All the beautiful people. Come on, man. Yeah, well, or maybe all, once beautiful. Thank you very much. Our waitress yeah, we, the other night, definitely. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. My God. It was Siri. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Would anybody like an appetizer? <laughs> <sighs> She's a little stiff. A little stiff. And then she <laughs> she dropped <laughs> she dropped a beer off to Al. He didn't even notice. And Al asked, "How did you get this here? I didn't even see you appear." And she goes, <sighs> "Didn't even respond." I, I swear I saw her plug herself in, like in between. <laughs> What are the courses? You just plug out. Like I felt bad for I gave her a nice tip. Like a USB port. <laughs> right in her hip. It's like, oh my God. Yeah it's, yeah, it's it's jarring. I don't know how people think they look good with all that stuff. Like the lip filler and the face filler and the facelifts. And, and, the, and she seemed young. I know. I, I, was, I thought maybe, because we were guessing. I mean, I thought maybe in her mid-30s at the most. At the most. And she's destroying her face like that? I would say 31, 32. That's what I thought. And you can't move anything in right. her face. Right, she had the big, the big uh, lip-injected yeah. lips. And it looked like her cheeks were also, like, heightened. <laughs> I should seem like a very nice gal. How could you tell? She was robotic. <laughs> yeah, why she was. A I mean, she wasn't robot. mean. Yeah, I know, but... She wasn't like, ha, 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 you lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know? Well, she was nice. Oh, man. You could take anything of anybody and just completely rip it apart. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Why are you sitting here? 
<laughs> but everybody noticed that. That wasn't just me. There was something going on there. And then I was I was doing that impersonation at the table, and then she snuck up right behind me. Like, she wheeled herself. Like, <laughs> like what was that uh, maid from the Jetsons? What was her name? Remember that? She was a, like a vacuum cleaner Rosie. or something? Rosie. Rosie, yes. yes. <laughs> Scooted yes. herself around. <laughs> Rosie. Were you talking about me? <laughs> yeah, so anyway, a lot of plastic surgery up here. Something I've noticed. Yes. Yeah, lots of it. Well, I mean, listen, people want to look young. What can I tell you? Yeah, so Carrot Top was uh, was scaring me earlier with the uh, with that picture. So so we have so we've got Largent today. Yes. We got uh, Cam Hayward at some point. We're not going to have uh, Kevin Burkhardt. It's not looking like it. And, uh, and who else? We anybody else? Well, I had booked Sean King, and I got some pushback from some uh, behind the scenes people. Like Sean King, what are we? Well, this Buck quarterback. Some pushback from behind the scenes people. Well, just like. Eh. Well, I was excited about it. I can't name names. But I was excited about it because, you know, he was, uh, I, his name came up a number of times recently because of uh, being in a championship game as a rookie. Yeah. Somehow in my head, I was like, oh, there's one question. Right. There was also, that that was a game where what was a catch and what wasn't a catch. Right. Remember, he threw the, who did he throw the ball to? Oh, God, he threw it to uh, Bird Emanuel. Bird Emanuel, right. Boom. How about that? Good job. Very good. Yes, yeah, so that was that whole controversy about that whole thing. I also heard he has small hands because he used to fumble a lot. Hmm. Kenny Pickett has small hands. Yeah, yeah. He um, he's one of those guys who's like me, who with the weight fluctuation. So I've seen him thin and I've seen him very large. Sean King, former quarterback. Yeah, and really? I believe at this point he is large. Have you seen what? him recently? I have not seen him. Yeah, no. I believe he. Yes, I believe he's he's a large man now. The last time I saw him, at least. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if if Boomer had a more decorated career at that position than that person, do you feel like that's a great guest? Well, we... I guess it depends on what he's talking about, right? Right. Like, we have uh, a Hall of Famer, Anthony Munoz, a Hall of Famer, Steve Largent. But I'm saying, right, those guys play different positions than you. Right. Like, you know, if Boomer, like, Sean King should be, like, thrilled to be sitting next to Boomer, you know? You know what? I might have done that game. He probably did. Probably why I know about that game. He's nice enough to come over. He's better than Kevin Burkhart. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. I can't argue that. Now, you did hint at something that there was potentially somebody that I would be excited about. Yeah, that's not looking good because of the the time. Oh, really? That's still up in the air, but I'm not confident in it. So you still don't want to tell me because there's a possibility? Well, it could be either or, and I'll give you two player. Okay. Two either ors. All right, very good. It could be Justin Jefferson. Oh, nice. That would be awesome for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great. Or it could be one of the dudes on the Cowboys, the defensive guys that I get confused. Number seven. And Micah number Parsons? Or number 11. Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons or Trayvon Diggs? Micah Parsons. Okay, Micah Parsons. Yeah, okay. I mean, he was very outspoken. Yeah. Those would be two good ones. Yeah. That would be great ones. But, you know, I don't see either one of those guys coming here at this at this ungodly hour. Same. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, we want to come out and do these shows, and we got to keep them in real time back home. It, you know, listen, we're not going to get guests. I, I'm not usually big on guests anyway. What if we did this carpool? Kevin Burkhart, Micah Parsons, Justin, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. What do you guys pick them up? The carpool. <laughs> yes. If we get either Micah Parsons or Justin Jefferson to sit here, and Kevin does not, that is a brutal job. That's. I mean, we're talking about like defensive player of the year and the best wide receiver in football currently. And 
They're sitting here promoting whatever the hell. We can't get Kevin Burkhardt here. So Fox, guy used to do updates from Moose. Right, exactly. So Fox did their media availability yesterday. And that was here at the media center, I would think. So he was actually in the building. Yeah, we were invited to come over and uh, speak with him then if we wanted. Oh, really? Well, it's like talking to Jesus. <laughs> Which we're going to do, by the way, at the top of the hour, apparently. <laughs> yes, we will. Via Steve Largent. I worship Satan to this music, Jerry. I dress up in a black cape and I worship Satan. <laughs> and speaking of uh, black capes and Spider-Man, there was a guy that was uh, slamming yeah. down one of these buildings. You know, leaving here yesterday... And I, this is a pet peeve of mine. You have all these roads and all this access points around here. Yesterday, for the first time, I ran into a road closure as I was leaving. So I was able, I'm usually able to get out of here immediately and, and be able to get back to the hotel within 25 to 30 minutes. Yesterday, I sat in front of a school here, a local school here, in their line of dropping off kids. <laughs> Because I was following cars trying to get away from the road closure, and everybody was going down, and we turned into a parking lot of the ASU Preparatory School right here. And I'm in a double line, and kids are getting out of cars going into the school. And we all got stuck in this line for about 45 minutes because they had the road closed that we normally would use to get out of the city. I'm surprised the police escort led you that way. It was amazing. <laughs> I told him I want that road open today, so we'll see when you and I leave this morning. Yeah, that's right. That road is open. <laughs> tell you something. The, the underground maze in which it took us this morning to get here was fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. It was yes. awesome. It was yeah. great. Yeah. It's perfect, man. Where it's supposed to be. Accommodations. Network live from Radio Row. The Road to Arizona is presented by Casamigos. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. The Road to Arizona also brought to you by Optum. Get closer, go farther, and by Key Food. Get all of your tailgating needs at Key Food and their family of supermarkets. If you were following the show account or Al and Jerry's account on Twitter yesterday, you might have seen some of the horseplay that was going on uh, as they were riding horses at the Ponderosa Ranch uh, somewhere here in Arizona and on CBS Sports Network. Uh, they have a, a bunch of footage as well of this uh, that was going on. Al's playing a piano for a horse. Eddie Scazzeri gets up on a horse. And uh, this is some of the stuff that was going on yesterday. So uh, I didn't take you, uh, Al, as a look at this. Here's the video. I didn't take you as a, as a horseman, Al, but you're looking very comfortable there. Look at Al on the horse, man. Whoa. Yeah, I was I was feeling pretty good. I, at first, I thought the horses were going to jog or something. When they told me they walk quite slowly, I was like, okay, I'm good. Okay. But what they do, uh, these animals, the same as you've heard about. <laughs> that, he... <laughs> that damn horse is like, get this guy off me. Like, oh my God, how did I get this luck of the draw? There's Sean Kennedy. Look at him. Yeah. They sometimes, they... These horses, they walk on the edge of a, what of are we a, doing of here a ledge. What are, what are we doing here as I'm looking at yeah. you playing a piano? Well, there's a really old piano that lives in the desert, so you could imagine it's very weathered. It was missing keys. So I tried to play something for the horse there. Did he like it? He did seem to like it. He, he did look. Uh, he did look over at me. But what, yeah, did, what did you do on the ledge? No, I'm saying the, these horses, they walk on the edge even when there's a steep cliff. Because that's just what they do, and they said, "Be confident in your horse; it'll—it's not gonna 
you know, fall off the edge. But <laughs> I'm surprised one didn't buck Eddie right off. Like, <laughs> like those donkeys in uh, the Grand Canyon. All right. They walk right on the edge. Turn my mic on. Yeah, where is uh, Jerry's mic? What Hello? the hell's going on? Hey, there we are. All right. Hey, Jerry. <laughs> hey, how we doing? Uh, did you enjoy this yesterday? I had a blast. I did. I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to enjoy it. I can't believe you guys did not get cowboy hats. Um, yeah. We probably should have. Did they sell them there? No. Oh. All right. Uh, it was great, though, but that was nerve-wracking the one time going down the one hill along the edge. And looking down. The staff also felt that Jerry wasn't being forceful enough with his horse. My, okay. My horse was very active. Wanted to eat everything. Yeah. And uh, you had to... Did you give him a little whoa? A little I did. Him. I would say by the end we were friends. So, so did you end up smelling like horses? I don't know. Smell me. <laughs> I'm not now. I'm not going to oh. smell you. I'm sure you took a shower I this did. morning. I did. A couple. Last night and this morning. Well, some say so you took a shower after you... Oh, yeah. You got off the horse. Oh, so. absolutely. Were you smelling like a horse now? <laughs> no, but I didn't shower. Al's got one pair of pants and three shirts. He's got no time to shower. I brought one pair of jeans, which I wear every day, but knowing I was going to go ride on a horse, I brought a second pair of, like, horse pants. Why you tell him? Horse pants? Tell him what kind of pants and what the issue was with the pants, Al. Well, I, I have these pants that... Uh, the the leg zips off. They're a pair of shorts, and you zip the leg on and off. You're like a... Uh, I don't know what they're for, camping or something. I bought them years ago, and I wear them as regular shorts. So I showed up on this trip with the leggings for them. Completely different color now that <laughs> I've been wearing them for years and washing them and them being in the sun. I looked a little ridiculous, but... Good horse riding pants. Good horse riding pants. Because he packed his horse pants for the trip. <laughs> By the way, if there's ever a water shortage, I'm looking right at Jerry. Nobody takes more showers than Jerry. Oh, I yeah. love taking a shower. Jerry's like I four do. or five showers a day. I don't understand how some people work out and then don't shower. That's, well, that's, that's, yeah, that's disgusting. People yeah, that's, do that. It's disgusting. No, that's not any good. Well, I agree. Like you guys had a good time. Well, how would you not shower after this? You know how much dust was flying in our faces last night? Our crotches were over a, an animal. I mean... <laughs> Really? And not for nothing. That Eddie's, Eddie's got sweaty ass. Definitely <laughs> 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 swamp ass out there. <laughs> and it was warm. And yes, there was some aspect of that. So how would you not go back and shower? <laughs> nothing like Ow. watching New Yorkers <laughs> horseback riding in the desert. <laughs> I changed my pants, Jerry, so I was good. Oh, my God. Gross. That said, I said to Sean Kennedy as we were, as you're looking at the sites, like, how is this even the same country we live in? It's so different than back home. Did Eddie get the Clydesdale because he was the heaviest? Yeah, I think so. And this is what I think happened. I think they eyeballed all of us because they went like this. They were going down the line. They'd be like, uh, Gio, you'll have Ashley the horse. Yeah. So get Ashley. Ashley comes over. It's a tank. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Look at that. Yeah, it's the true. size of that yes. horse. <laughs> horse <laughs> <Jesus> God. <laughs> <laughs> One of the biggest horses I've ever seen. It looks like a Pegasus. <laughs> it was the of the nine. It was the biggest horse. Wow, like, Al, you'll have a horse that had back surgery a few years ago. Look at his horse compared to Stephen Waldron's. Holy hell! Yeah, it was like three feet taller. It was a long way down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> give that guy Bubba. <laughs> and, then, and then we heard uh, from Mr. Stephen Waldron that uh, he had to provide our weights to the horse place, oh but God. he 
guest. It's embarrassing. I guessed your way. All right, so Stephen, good to know uh, what he guessed. Stephen, uh, are you there? Stephen, can you hear us? Yeah, but can you talk to us? Uh, come up here. Just come up come, here, Come Stephen. up here. Come on up here. Give us... Uh, so people can see who Stephen Waldron is, the voice of CBS way. Sports Network. Yeah, let's... Uh, Al, you give him your headset. He's got to hold down that button, though, right? Yeah. So uh, this is Stephen Waldron from CBS. Usually he is a disembodied voice. <laughs> here is his... Face and body on CBS Sports Network. Uh, good morning, Stephen. Are you there? <laughs> good morning, guys. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, so you had to guess the weights of all of the... Uh, who's breathing into the microphone like crazy right now? Stephen. That might be me. <laughs> <laughs> you just see yeah, up here from the... Uh, Jesus, the man. I'm used to uh, the horse. Okay. So you had to guess the weights of everybody. Yes, I did. All right. So do you remember the, the weights that you uh, guessed? Yes, I do. Okay, so let's start with Al. Well, they were rough estimates and pretty generous. Okay, so let's start with Al. What was it? 150. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. I actually knew yours because you said it because you're doing the whole weight loss challenge. Oh, okay, so that's good. But I did not get on a horse. That was good. So you guessed like 225, something like that? 230, I believe. Yeah, 230. All right, very good. All right, so uh, what'd you guess for Jerry? 180. Nope, not even close. You guessed 180 for Jerry. Yeah. I think Jerry's over two bills right, right, right now. Right now, my heaviest, yes. 202. 202 for Jerry. Yeah, so, right okay. Now. I was close. All right. No, you were not. That's no, 22 pounds. <laughs> 10%. <laughs> I said they were rough guests. Rough guests. <laughs> but you just said you were close. Not well, close. Well, I didn't know the actual answers. Well, you were close with Al. You were not. I know that. That's the whole point of this. We're all waiting for the question of the day. <laughs> right. I know it's coming, too. Yes, okay. <laughs> Al's girlfriend, Gina. <laughs> You want me to say a number? If you would, uh, yeah. If you well, you had to put something down. Sorry, Gina. 120. Sorry? Sorry. What's 120? That's probably accurate. You don't know how much she weighs? I'm surprised you don't put her on the scale and just see if you want to still be with her. <laughs> <laughs> I would say she would appreciate 120. I, I'm guessing that if you There's say 120, no she's going to say thank you. That. Yes. That's a great weight. Right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Okay. How about Vicky? <laughs> I think I said 120 as well. You're throwing out every woman weighs 120 in your world? Well, I know. that There's all petite girls. Yeah, but you can't. I mean, one of them has to. Who do you think's bigger? <laughs> I'm not answering don't, that. Don't I like these girls. That's a loaded question. Nice answer people. that question. Uh, okay, uh, Sean Kennedy. He told me his weight, so I knew. Okay, all right, so that's not that fun. Uh, who else are we... Uh, I actually asked you to, to give me the weights, but you never answered. Oh, really? Yeah. I wasn't going to give you the weights of these people. I he, probably looked at that and was ridiculous, and this is <laughs> insulting. Uh, before we get to Eddie, because he's the, the coup de yes. grace, am I missing anybody else here? Anybody else? I mean, my son, but who cares? I'm yeah, it's whatever. Right, Matthew's slender right. and slim. Would you say 120 for him as well? I think I said 100. 100 no, pounds for an 18-year-old? <laughs> no, I said like 150. Okay, 150. Close. I've never, I've never met him before. So. Yeah, it's close. That's it's not right bad. there. He's that thin, yeah. So Al at uh, 53 is the same as <laughs> Matthew at 18. <laughs> 150. Uh, okay, now Eddie, Eddie Scazzeri, where did we go with yeah. this? I said around 230, I believe. Oh, boy. 230 is... I, I, but I, I would have said 250. Yeah, I, I'm thinking uh, 265. Yeah, I think it was 240s. I said 230 for you. 270, Eddie, what is it? Gio nailed it. 265. Yeah. I should have answered you. Should have answered you. You look great, Eddie. <laughs> yes, uh, that horse felt the same way you did. He looked good on the horse. Yes. He did. And where are you at these days with your weight? 190. 190, all right. Good for you. You used to be like 160 or something, though, right? When I ran the marathon, I was around 150. 150. Yeah. Wow. 
You at 150 must have been a very strange-looking individual. My grandma questioned if I was eating at all. Yeah. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Would you, you think it would get back to 150 at any point? No, my knees are shot, but... Well, what does that have to do? Because you're carrying running. Extra oh, running. Exercising. Oh, I thought, oh that's good. But eating, I thought you'd like to eat with your knees. I was just <laughs> didn't understand that. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. All right, Stephen. Um, so what's going on today? There's this. I, I'm still undecided about this. No, whole we thing. want you to come. I know you do, but it's just it's an hour and fifteen minutes away. It's closer for you. You're in Scottsdale. It's still an hour and fifteen really? minutes away. Yeah, that's what it said last and night. What, and what is the trip today? It's a steamboat ferry tour through the Tortilla Flats. Oh, sounds interesting. Jerry's going to the practice round today. Yes. You're, you're not going to be around for this. Correct. I don't know. We'll see. I'm leaving it up to Gina. I mean, you're going to get great footage no matter what. Yeah, well, we want you to come hang out with I us. know, I know. Maybe. It's just that driving in a car, that's like a three-hour trip with a five-year-old. It's a nice Are we there car. yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Like, no, we're not there. You know what's going to end up happening? You're going to end up losing your battery power halfway there. <laughs> no, no, no. We actually got a gas-powered vehicle. Oh, you did. Oh, you at the end of that. Yes. All right. Yeah. All right, Stephen. Very good. Uh, All right. Maybe we'll see you later. Thanks, guys. All right, All right Stephen. All right, Stephen. Stephen Waldron from CBS. Um, <laughs> guessing the weights of women. <laughs> very tough spot. But he did the right thing. Very, very good tough weights. spot. Uh, okay, Jerry, we left you with no time here. I got a few minutes. Um, sponsored by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We're also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. So nuts and bolts here, huh? Let's go with, uh, give me the first one, uh, Bri. We'll hear the uh, the national call of LeBron's uh, shot last night to put him past Kareem. Looking for James. He's got it. Coming to the end of the third quarter. LeBron James, a shot in history. And that was uh, Brian Anderson on TNT. He passes Kareem. The Lakers did lose to the Thunder, uh, but he moves into that uh, pretty heightened spot. And here he was uh, afterwards uh, with the TNT crew after he has the feet. What wine you drinking tonight? I know oh, you're yeah, drinking oh, some yeah, good yeah, vino. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're drinking some good vino tonight, and we're going to have a little Lobos on tap, too. So, uh, yeah, we, we it's going up tonight for sure. Pretty cool. Hey, what is Lobos? I don't know. We got some Lobos on tap. Is that a, like a company? Is that a wine? Maybe they said he's gonna have some vino. Just Google it. I yeah, could. I yes, I, I could. I suppose. Skip the uh, the next LeBron one, Brian, and give me Kareem because this was interesting. When you records are made to be broken, well, Kareem was certainly in that category. I thought it, it had uh, every chance of being broken. Uh, just had, had to have somebody that uh, the uh, offense focused on. Uh, Continually, you know, game in, game out, the, the offense focused on them and uh, enabled him or a player like myself to uh, accumulate a whole lot of uh, scoring. And he certainly did. So that was done last night. Now they got to try and figure out how to win and get in the playoffs. Um, Brian, I am going to, if I'm killing you, just tell me, but I'm going to skip through the Knicks sound. Knicks did beat the Magic 102-98. Jalen Brunson at 25. Julius Randle, almost triple-double. He had 22 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists. If you can, tell me if this is no good. Can you give me the Spencer Dinwiddie cut real quick? Is that possible? you got to move ahead. Yeah, through. I got it. All right, so this was Dinwiddie. He's been rumored and now deals moving forward before the deadline tomorrow. He met the media. 
media uh, before the game yesterday. Nets lost to the Suns 116-112. Here was Dinwiddie on his hopeful stay here in Brooklyn. I mean, I, I assume I'm here. I, I plan to be here. I don't think we'd be having this press conference if if, I, if they weren't. This would be a lot of trouble just to ship me off in six hours. But, uh, no, I'm serious. Like Then we all look crazy. Y'all wasted y'all time. I wasted my time. No, I, I think it uh, would be crazy if they did that. I mean, he got a good reception last night. The fans like him, but who the hell knows? We shall see. They say uh, Kevin Durant engaged in talks with ownership and the front office about the direction, blah, blah. It just continues and continues. Don't want to forget about Cam Thomas, 43 in the loss, third straight 40-point game for him. Brian, skipped the first Kyrie. Give me the second one. So I saw a couple of the guys in Dallas writing, uh-oh, here we go. So remember he issued that long apology from everything that happened with the movie movie and the tweet months back okay i guess that instagram post is gone so the reporters in dallas wanted to know where is it and he would tell you that he always deletes not tweets but i guess the instagram post here was Kyrie. i've had things that have happened before in my life probably not as drastic of that moment um which led to a lot of confusion and uncertainty i felt like um and what i meant and what i stand for and i had to sit up in these mics and explain to the world who i am when i know who i am so um you know, I delete things all the time, and it's no disrespect to anyone within the community. Um, just living my life. And then I saw a few of the people say, oh, boy, here we go. Yeah, of course. So I mean, we'll he still doesn't sound like he understands why that was a problem. Here I am explaining who I am when I know who I am. Okay. Right. right. Here we go. Going to go great, but he's their problem now. Mm-hmm. Not ours. Uh, and then one more. Let's just give me the Aaron Rodgers one. I wanted to play this last hour. This is him describing... What this? What are we calling this again? A, a isolation retreat or a hard, darkness retreat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is him explaining what he's going to be doing for the next several days. Sitting in isolation, meditation, sitting with your thoughts. Right. It stimulates uh, stimulates uh, DMT, so there can be some uh, uh, hallucinations in there. But it's uh, it's just kind of sitting sitting in silence, which you know most of us never do you know we rarely even turn our phone off or yeah. you know put the blinds down to, to sleep in in, uh, in darkness so um, i'm really looking forward to it no yes that was great yeah <laughs> oh boy <laughs> and did i see that part of this is violent vomiting to oh, get no, that was out of your system no that was last year he did the uh punch karma cleanse that's what that was, was a violent vomiting a- actually both ends were involved in that here you go induce a severe spell of vomiting to clean the upper gut a forced diarrhea, Jerry, that purges and cleanses the bowel. Okay, Greg. Uh, medicated <laughs> enema used to cleanse the accumulated toxins in the colon and uh, nasal administration of medicated oil to cleanse the accumulated toxins. And then the, the Rakhtamakashana <laughs> is the procedure done to uh, cleanse the blood. Rock Tom and My God, that sounds terrible. Yep, this is the stuff he's doing. Yeah, well, he's going to sit in darkness now to kind of ponder his Go life. Go to the Jets. Go to the Jets. <laughs> Go to the Jets. I can't imagine yeah. that happening. I can see him waking up from a coma going, I'm going to the Raiders. Right. I, I don't know. Like, Aaron Rodgers says a lot of us like don't sit in silence. I know what sitting in silence is like. Like, when the Rangers had that playoff run, I'd sit in silence for like seven <laughs> or eight minutes at the open of the show. Yes. It really did clear my head. That's going to happen again this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I like sitting in silence when I drive home, but that's about it. Niners hire Steve Wilkes as their defensive coordinator. The Islanders shut out the Kraken 4 nothing, and Bo Horvat did get his first Islanders goal. Rangers Canucks tonight. Indiana beat Rutgers. St. John's lost to Butler. UConn over Marquette.
Network. So good news. I got the update. About uh, what? We sent one of our guys over to Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, okay. The black card. Yep. And uh, so I was just talking to the young man. You know his he, name? Uh, no, I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Yell out your name again. Michael, that's right. All right, so Michael was great, and he and he took the black card, went to Dunkin' Donuts down the street, and uh, the guy, I guess, said to him behind the counter that, I, I don't know what this is, what card is that? And Michael said, well, just swipe it and see what happens. Yep. He swiped it, and Michael got everything that he was supposed to get. That is awesome. So here we are. We're all good now. Now we are locked and loaded. With Duncan, as it should be. Uh, the Road to Arizona, presented by Casamigos. Casamigos Tequila, brought to you by those who drink it. Road to Arizona, also brought to you by Optum. Get closer, go farther. And by Key Food, get all your tailgating needs at Key Food and their family of supermarkets. Uh, okay, there is uh, a couple of things. One, top of the hour, Steve Largent is going to stop by. I was also uh, in the green room there. Yes. So you got people's jackets hanging up there, and you have the, the denim jacket of Jules, the makeup artist I thought was a sweet denim jacket, a couple of Al's jacket, all these things. And then there's like a, a duck costume that is back there. Do you have any idea what that is for? A duck costume. I believe it's a duck costume. Is yeah. it for time to shine later on? Hey, Adam, is that your duck costume back there? Are you doing... That's not his... He would wear it, but no, it's not for time to shine. It's not Rome. I don't think Rome's using the duck costume. Duck Rome's more of a duck guy. <laughs> okay. That's Adam Shine here in the background. There he is. There he is. You're actually, yeah, look at that. Camera on him. That's awesome. Yeah. And you can check out Time to Shine right here on the CBS Sports Network uh, every single uh, day. So make sure that you tune in. No, so it's not. It's probably not Rome's. It's not Adam's. It's not ours. And this is all the CBS stuff at the CBS green room. So, so what? It, what is it doing back there? Is what is somebody here? Like, is is Stephen Waldron a furry that we don't know about? <laughs> like, no, what, what no. is it? I, well, I, somebody would know. Maybe it's uh, Spike's costume. Hey, Michael, would you mind grabbing the duck costume for us and bringing it over here, please? I know we're giving you a lot of things to do today, but you've been sitting for a majority of the day, so I figured this would be. Yeah, come on, come on. I believe it's a duck costume. Is it's got a tail on it, so it can't be a duck All right, costume. so maybe, it, well, it looks like it's a yellow duck or something. So, I did uh, get word from behind the scenes of who that belongs to. Okay, okay don't tell us yet, because I'm... What it, What the hell? Is that a Pokemon or a it, duck? I thought it was a duck, personally. But ducks have tails. Don't they kind of have, like, a little feathery tail? So it could be. Duck tail. Mike, you want to put it yeah, on? Right, duck tails. Burn, <laughs> burn. <laughs> Maybe Mike should put it on. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, put it on, Michael. Come on. Yeah, yeah, Mike. You put that yeah. on, and we'll see what it looks like. Yes. Okay, yeah, and Thanks. join us in a second. All right, right. so, all right, is it, is it Spikes? Spike could be a furry. He's a little off. <laughs> loves dogs. He does. Yeah. He definitely loves dogs. And he's a vegan. He is a vegan. No, it could be him. I'm not going to rule him out. There's some other people behind the scenes here that I don't know personally enough that but, could be showing up in a duck costume. Is there a head to that costume? Well, we're going to find out. I mean, if Michael puts it on, we're going to find it out. It had like a, a hood head on the back. Like you flip the hood up and it's the head. Okay, so it must be a Pokemon or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Ed, Eddie's guess is that Perloff puts it on while Maggie spanks him. <laughs> that was Eddie's guess. <laughs> but I don't know if that's the truth. Well, it, it it's evidently property of their program. Oh, it is. So it this is. <laughs> that might be a thing. Nailed it. 
Oh, wait, come on. That doesn't happen. He doesn't role play and Maggie spanks him while he's in the Pokemon costume. There's no way. That would be... Jesus. That would give you a reason to check that out. By the way, is there a party today? Is that today? They're tomorrow. Party? Oh, it's tomorrow. It's Thursday. By the way, like when you just dropped that, man, I was like, just the, the, the just the, the image of that. Oh yeah, I know. Hilarious. Are you are you picturing in your mind, in your imagination, a hand slap or a whip slap? I'm thinking a whip slap. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie's got the uh, the whip. All right, uh, Michael from behind the scenes is the, it is a duck. See, it's got the duck bill on it. Here he is. All right, here's Michael. Okay. So I told you it was a duck. Look at that. So you're saying that, so, or Eddie is saying (laughs) that Perloff wears this. That Perloff wears this and Maggie spanks him. That's Eddie's guess. That's the best guess. And then Al sort of confirmed it in saying it is property of their program, but I don't know if they use it just for that. All right, good job, Michael. Yeah, Michael, is it comfortable? No, you can't see it. Like, can't see anything. Like windshield wiper in your head. Yeah, right. So you can't see. Yeah, right. the duck. The duck bill is in his face. It's blocking <laughs> his vision. Jesus. Okay. All well, right. Thanks. You go. Good thanks, job. Mike. You're a good yes. sport, man. Yes. Yeah. Good job. Uh, so, what do you know? The real reason that it's? I don't. I just had heard that that's uh, their property. That's their property. Yeah. Is there any chance Maggie wears that? I think everything's on the table at this I point. Think that's too big for Maggie. That's way too big for Maggie. Okay. So Perloff has to wear it, and she's got to spank him. <laughs> I'm just picturing the rest of the Dan Patrick tr- crew watching that, you know, going, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> he left us for that. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy is right. Oh, baby. Uh, all right. So someone just... in trouble with Maggie now. Right. Another problem. Another problem you've just created. What did I do? There's a duck costume hanging in our green room. I had no idea whose it was. I didn't know that this was some sort of role play spanking thing between Maggie and Perloff, which apparently it is. You know, I actually just have a good idea. You should put that duck costume on and go over and go on Kay Adams' show. There's no way I could fit into that thing. By the you way. got it over there? Look. Maggie's wearing it. It's Maggie's duck costume. How about that? Why is Maggie wearing a duck costume? I don't know. Story behind that is that a lost bet? Could it be a lost bet that the Buffalo Bills didn't win or something? But that well, she had it in the studio there, right? And now she's has it here, so I don't think it's a lost bet. I think she actually looks good in that thing. thing. There you go. There she is in the duck costume. Yep. It's a, it's it's a, I don't know what it's for or what's going on, but there you go. Maybe she like did they get like a little waiting pool and then she sits in it during no, the show? Here it is. Well, got a burning question. Never fear. The advice duck is here. The advice duck. So she's the advice duck. <laughs> All right. There you go. They should just do a whole segment where she's in like a you know the little kitty pool right. and she's sitting in there. What are they? She just quacks the whole time. Like Perloff has a hot take and just goes. Wah, wah. Right. I'm just going to tell you right now before we get go to break here that uh, I see Steve Largent to the right there. There's no way you guys would be able to cover him. I'm just 100%. telling you. No, right now. T- he's got no shot. Uh, right. Yes, Al, you were going to say? I forgot what I was going to say about the. What did you say just before that? That she should be in a kiddie pool and quacking. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay, very good. Well, I was with Boomer. I was eyeballing Steve Largen. I was like, mm, probably can't go for him. No, you're not going to be able to. Are you kidding me? I'm still in great shape. All over him, like, stink on poop. Hi, right, Boomer Geo, coming to you live. the Traveling Go Ford Talk Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are in the world on the 
free Odyssey app, Radio Row, Phoenix, Arizona, site of Super Bowl 57. And joining us right now on set, one of the greatest wide receivers to ever play the game of football, Hall of Famer, Steve Largent. Steve, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Thank you, guys. I'm, I'm a little tired. <laughs> You're, You're telling us. I have no idea. What, I don't even want to get into that. But I will say this. We've, we've been having arguments this morning because uh, my crew here, my Narpian crew, non-athletic regular people, they think that they could actually cover you one-on-one out here. And I keep telling them, I'm telling you, Steve is in good shape, but doesn't care. He's 68 years old. He doesn't look like it. No. 68 is a new 48. I keep telling yeah, you Yeah, that's right. So he looks great so there's no way that either of these guys could cover you how are your knees these days steve (laughs) my knees are good are they yeah they are hip you have a hip issue i can still go deep can you so (laughs) all right so you think it would take two of us to cover you like if boomer's throwing the pass and you're running like a post pattern if you're double teamed by two of the narps you still think you could catch it now wait a second now boomer's my quarterback yeah yeah oh yeah okay i think you're gonna need somebody else Really? I, think I, I think I can beat triple coverage. Triple coverage? Yeah. With Boomer on the on the ball, yeah. Well, thanks, sure. I appreciate right. that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Well, let's do it then. <laughs> no, it's kind of funny. I didn't realize this before we get into why Steve is here. I was looking back at some of the games that we had played against each other, and there were two memorable games that we played, and one was a playoff game where your nose tackle, Joe Nash, kept getting hurt after second down yes. to keep us from being able to run our no-huddle <clears throat> offense. Right. That was very controversial. Uh, and then the the other game was in December of 89, and this is where my head coach, Sam Weish, goes to your sideline in the middle of the game, grabs the PA mic, because the PA announcer was on the sideline behind the visiting team at Riverfront Stadium, which is crazy, and ch- chastised our fans for throwing snowballs on the field. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> and that was because the week before, Cleveland had been throwing snowballs uh, on the field, at, I guess, opposing players, whoever the Cleveland Browns were playing. And you were a part of both of those games. Yeah. I, I was. And in fact, I, as I told you, <clears throat> the hundredth touchdown that I caught, my last touchdown, was in the end zone on the right for the visitors team. It was on the right side. And uh, I caught that pass in the back of the end zone from Dave Craig. And uh, so that, that was 1989. memorable. 1989. Yeah. Amazing. The great Steve Largent joins us real quickly mm-hmm. on your quarterbacks you played with. You played with Jim Zorn yep. and Dave Craig predominantly, right? Yeah, yep. That's exactly and, right. And both guys, I'm just trying to think, like <clears throat> both don't really get a lot of public uh, I, I guess uh, adulation, I guess you would say, or credit for how good they were. Uh, you saw them up close and personal. Like If you were to say something about each one of those guys that somebody doesn't know about how good they were as players, what would you say? Well, Jim was a, a, a classic quarterback. He could scramble, um, he could run, uh, and and he really he he, he was left-handed, yes. which was different for me. Uh, I'd never played with a left-handed quarterback before, and it took a little bit to get you know you know adjusting to a ball that was deep because a, a deep ball would move to the left, and if you're on the right side, it was you know is moving towards inside the field, and if it's on the left side, it was going out of bounds. You know what I used to tell Collins <clears throat> about that that same argument that you're just making. You're getting paid to catch a freaking football just catch it that's exactly right right exactly <clears throat> that's exactly right but you know it, it did take a little bit to get it to adjust to uh, a left-hander but not a lot <clears throat> dave was uh, kind of a uh, he was he was a scrambler too uh but he was a guy that you know he he just knew how to find a receiver uh scramble around find somebody uh that was open and and uh, dave was a little uh 
less traditional, I yes. guess I would say, and uh, but still as effective. Yeah, Dave Craig lasted, I think, <laughs> 17 years in the NFL. That's exactly right. Yeah, 17 one years. Of the longest career. Free agent. Quarterback and as a free, free agent, agent. bouncing all over the place. I remember Kansas City as well. Yep, Kansas City, yep. He was in Green Bay for a while. Yeah, Boomer and Geo with Hall of Famer Steve Largent. And for those of you that don't know, Steve also an elected official in his life, living a tremendously interesting life. So I have to ask you, is there more maniacs in an NFL locker room or in the House of Representatives? <laughs> Which place has the more crazy people? Well, uh, until recently, I would have said in the NFL, but <clears throat> I'm not sure now. <laughs> yes, I was thinking of a guy like you that you know was able to do both. Do you watch the State of the Union last night? I did watch the State of the Union last night. <clears throat> I haven't watched it the last couple of years, but I did watch it last night. Yeah, last night was interesting. I don't want to get into that right now. Sure, why don't you? <laughs> no, no, that's all right. I could use a break. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm curious from, from your perspective and, and watching the game now. Uh, do you still watch the NFL every I single do. week? You do. Yes. Okay. Some, some people in retirement don't. It always fascinates me, yeah. but I'm glad that you do. Uh, best receiver in the game, you got Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. You've got uh, others who are Devontae Adams. Who's your Who's your favorite? You know, it's hard to pick a favorite uh, because, frankly, there's 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 probably <clears throat> I would say ten or fifteen younger players that that, are, that have played for two years, three years, one year, uh, and all of them can play, can catch the ball, and they can catch the ball like crazy, especially with the gloves that they use now. Yeah, uh, that's that's <clears throat> that that's the one thing that they do today yeah. that I wish I I had. I wish I had their gloves. Well, and their money. Right. Well, that, that that goes without saying. <laughs> you and I are both yeah. in that same category, yeah. by the way. You see some of those wide receiver contracts that just want to puke. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I think the average career, average salary for a receiver is six million dollars. I mean, for a starting but receiver. This is what we fought for back in the eighties. <clears throat> exactly. Like, I, we're now finally seeing it. Some forty years later, that the players, well, over the last ten years, I would say probably thirty years later, starting to see the fruits of our labor and our sacrifice that you know the game was built on, and from the players before us. You'd well. be making yeah. twenty. Million. He'd be making twenty million. Yeah, I'd be making fifty million. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I gave a speech in Cincinnati on Friday night, and three of my ex-offensive linemen were there with me. And I used to be very kind and give them a lot of gifts. And I said that night, I said, "Look, man, if we were all playing today, I would write you each a million dollar check. Uh-huh. That's what I would do, except for Anthony Munoz, because he'd be making more than all of us." <laughs> easy to say now, Plumer. Yeah, that is easy, easy to, to say, say now. Yes. Uh, all right, so uh, you are here on behalf of why are you here, Radio Road. This well, this is. Uh, there's a campaign that's going on. It's called HeGetsUs.com, and uh, it's really just about introducing Jesus to people. And it's really uh, it's kind of exciting. I, I, I didn't even hadn't even heard of it before, uh, but have seen the ads that they've run uh, up to the Super Bowl. But they have two ads: a uh, 30 second, a 60 second spot during the Super Bowl. During the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. First time it's ever happened. Interesting. And uh, it's really just about introducing people to Jesus and his lifestyle and um, his uh, his love and compassion and forgiveness and uh it's, it's pretty simple it's not it's not a denomination it's not a church it's not any of that stuff uh it's just um people wanted to be able to communicate uh to, to others about uh, jesus and, and his love and forgiveness so we have this uh, argument on the show all the time about about sports god 
And that things like that the one team is liked more by whatever up there and another team does not. And then you think like, man, like, you know, there's that one team who wins that they must be smiled upon more than the other team. And not everybody gets a chance. Obviously, God hates the Minnesota Vikings. Um, (laughs) Do you think that exists in the game of football? Uh, Do you believe in sports, God, Steve? No, I don't. I I don't at all. I think he loves everybody. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, it's good that you say that because we do our sports cousins. Well, our sports update guy, Jerry Recco, you know, has got some very strong feelings just about life in general. And I don't know if Eddie has a, a couple of those things. I think you'd like to hear these. And maybe Jerry would learn something from listening to you and maybe watching some of these commercials. You, you got something? But at the end of this storm, there's a rainbow. And you know who put the rainbow there? God. Fraud! Fraud! That's, that's Jerry right there. By yes, there he is. There he is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you got 15 minutes after to the show to convert him? <laughs> well, you know, he's a Jersey guy and everything. Yeah. Uh, smog and dirt and everything. So that's just way <laughs> taxes, bad roads, you name it. But like I said, Jesus loves everybody. Yes. Thank you. Right, right, Jesus right. loves you, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus loves you, Jerry. Yes. Um, so who, let, let me add, maybe you don't know this, Super Bowl commercials are not cheap, Steve. Oh, I know. So who's paying yep. for this? It's 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 really it's not it's not a it's not a, like I said it's not a church it's not an right. organization it's nothing it's just people uh, who want to communicate uh, the real Jesus the authentic Jesus and uh, like I said his love and compassion for people uh, that have come together and are are funding this uh, this whole campaign and I think it's really admirable and and they don't want to be there's no advertisement for they they don't want to be on TV or anything like that they're just. Uh, trying to to do something good uh, and to introduce Jesus to people who may be skeptics uh, that uh, that that maybe are trying to find their way and and uh, so I think it's really a a, a noble and and uh, worthy thing to do. Uh, That's why I'm here. Sure, absolutely, very good. Steve Larger with us, Hall of Fame wide receiver. Who do you like in the game? I feel like it's Wednesday. We barely talked about this football game, but who uh, who do you like in the game on Sunday? <clears throat> you know, um, I, I think both teams are really good teams. Uh, obviously, they're in the Super Bowl, uh, but if if I, I I've said all along. I think I think it's uh, Phillies to lose. I think a because their offensive line is excellent, and b their defensive line is excellent, and that's the way you win uh, playoff games and Super Bowls is having a good offensive line and a good defensive Yo, line. Patrick Mahomes is Superman, though, right? I mean, he, he I couldn't believe he he was able to play at the level he played uh, the next game. Yes, and uh, so yeah, he he's 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 a great quarterback. There's a water for you because I I need one. So <laughs> you just drank mine. I appreciate here's it. Here's another one. Here's there you go. Thank here. you. I appreciate it. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is Superman. There's no question about that. But you and I both know on offense that a disruptive defensive line is the biggest pain in the ass that we have to deal with. Absolutely. And that's exactly what Philadelphia comes into this game with. Yep. You played against uh, a couple of those Bear teams in the mid-'80s. Yes. Remember how disruptive they were yep. on their defensive line? I mean, to me, that's what it comes down to. Just like you said, offensive and defensive line. All the guys on the outside, the quarterback, we all look good, maybe get all the commercials, but the game is one up the line of scrimmage. A- absolutely. These guys come in with 78 sacks. They're behind uh, the Bears, two teams of 84 and 85, I believe, that had 80 and 82 sacks. So I think that's all you need to know, just about yeah. how dominant that they, that they have been all season long. Yeah, that's I, why I, I, I said that they have a, a great offensive line, they have a great defensive line, and uh, if if they show up, then and and they have every every game, uh, I think it'd be tough for the 
the Kansas City Chiefs. I wanted to ask you real quickly about the whole <laughs> Russell situation, Russell Wilson situation, leaving Seattle, yep. went to Denver. It didn't go well for him nope. in Denver. I know that he was trying to, you know, get a contract extension from Seattle. Look, he won a Super Bowl there, took them to a Super Bowl. He'd never been an MVP, but he still was a great player for them. Were you surprised the way that they, that ended in Seattle? Um, not really, because. What I learned was that, that Russell had some uh, demands that he was making to the Seahawks, and they were complying uh, with it, having his own quarterback coach, having his own uh, weightlifting coach or whatever, uh, and, and you know, just some of the things that he wanted. I mean, he, he wanted to be in the draft room. He wanted to have a say of who they were drafting in the that first round. That is unbelievable. And, 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 and the team finally said, yeah, we're not going to do that. And... We're going to trade you. That is cr- that, that that story, I had not heard that he wanted to be in the trade room. The other yep. stuff I did know, and that's the stuff that he brought to Denver, and Denver actually gave him. But now Sean Payton yeah, I read is that. the sheriff in yeah, town, yeah. and he's going to put his foot down, and it's going to be like a little bit of a comeuppance, I think, into the face of Russell Wilson. Like, hey, man, you're going to do it the way I want it done. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've read the same article yes. you did. So, yeah, I, I think uh, it, it's a new day for uh, Russell. I, I, I like Russell Wilson. I think he's a great quarterback uh and and you know i I wish him well uh but he he didn't part well in seattle yeah if you were the jets general manager would you have drafted a mormon like joe douglas did don't answer that i'm just joking uh anyway so uh it's it's great seeing you uh he gets us we will two commercials during the super bowl two he gets a us thir- 30 second to 60 seconds whoever is funding this is someone i need to be friends with because that is a billionaire yeah um so 30 second and a 60 second right. so this has got to be i'm thinking 30 seconds has got to be about six million so obviously, we're talking about close to twenty million dollars uh, in this campaign, this ad campaign. Wow! Be really interested to see who's behind it. I wonder who it is. And I, I don't know. Uh, I really don't. I tell you if I, if I did, but I don't. <clears throat> All right, Steve. Can, I, can I ask real, yeah, one yeah. real quick question? I love nineteen eighties football. Yeah. Do you think it was unfair that Lester Hayes got to wear all that junk on his hands to be able to pick balls off? You know, it wasn't it wasn't illegal then. I mean, he 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 got that from Fred Litnikoff. Yeah. Yeah. Because Fred Freddie always had all yeah, the stuff on. Him. Yeah. Uh, why did you use so, that stuff? Why didn't I? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like having all that junk on me. You know, and it's all get all over you. You didn't need it. Yeah. That that's why. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Hall of Famer. For exactly. Right. All right. <laughs> and he didn't play for the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Largen. Thank you so much for your time this Thank morning. You guys. Enjoy your day. Uh, Hall of Famer Steve Largen on Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Presented by Casamigos. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by Los Angeles. Arizona also brought to you by Optimum. Get closer, go farther. And by Key Food. Get all your tailgating needs at Key Food and their family of supermarkets. So as we were wrapping up the Steve Largent interview, Fleeg says in my ear, we've got a surprise guest on the line, somebody that we're all going to be interested in. So this is what I would like to do. I'd like all of us to ask one question to this mystery guest, surprise guest, to see if we can get it. I don't know who it is. Boomer doesn't. We don't know who it is. All right? So so my first question to the mystery guest. Mystery guest, did you play football? Well, hold on. Can I say something? Yes. Instead of saying anything, because the voice might give it away, maybe hit a keyboard, a key uh, on the phone for yes, silence for no. Okay. Very Good. good. 
I guess, mystery guests. I think you'd be able to do that, I hope. All right, so if he's on a cell phone, he's got to get she. to his, or she, has to get to uh, their, um, their, their, come on. The, the, the keyboard. Keyboard, so yes. Okay. Keypad. Or you could just throw your voice, mystery guest. <laughs> no matter, or you could do that. No matter what you want to do. All right, first question. Mystery guest, did you play football with Boomer Esiason? No. Yes. There's silence. Silence. So silence. So okay. no. That's a no. Did not play football with Boomer Esiason. Al. Mystery guest, uh, will you be announcing this year's Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, come on. That's a giveaway for crying out loud. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Burkhardt, play-by-play man for Super Bowl 57. Can't get down here, but he's on the phone hitting buttons from wherever the hell he is. Kevin, we love you. Good morning. What the hell's happening? Listen, there's a look. You know I love you guys, but I don't love you enough to slip down the convention center and come all the way back in the morning. It's, you know, there's a certain level of love, but of course I'm gonna <laughs> listen. By the way, all this betting going on that I wouldn't, I don't know my roots. All this stuff. You think I don't hear what's going on? Just send your checks to Los Angeles. I'll collect all the money that I wouldn't call into the show. So just let's let's just start there, okay? <laughs> well, that's Jerry. Jerry said you were not going to call. No, 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 no. no, no Jerry no, no. and I said we, he would be here. Oh, I see. Okay. Alan yeah. And he said he oh, would Alan, not be here, okay. so Alan Eddie won. Well, te- no, well, technically he is not here. He's not here. He's on the phone. They win. Yes. They win. Alan Eddie win. Yeah, we lose. I got breakfast well, on Tuesday. Kevin, I'm just glad you called in. At least we got halfway there. <laughs> well, listen, I mean, I, I, if, if I was a little closer and I didn't have stuff going on this morning, I would come down and see you guys. You know that. But, like, I had to at least, I mean, listen, I mean, between the, the my, my roots with the fan, love you guys. I mean, geez, at the Super Bowl, I would share rooms with Jerry Repco because the fan right. was too cheap to give a separate room, for God's sake. So, <laughs> I mean, how do I not call in? Which, which I think is amazing for the guy, these guys here, their perspective that knowing that you are going to be calling a Super Bowl in front of 120 million or so people is just remarkable. I, I'll ask you probably the most mundane question of all. Could you have ever imagined yourself in your present situation? <laughs> Uh, boom, no, right? I mean, it's like it's stuff you dream about. Obviously, uh, it's you know, it's it's why we all do what we do because we you know we want to do like really cool stuff. But um, I no, I mean, I, I always hoped when I was a kid, and you, you think maybe one day you get lucky enough to be here. But it's pretty really hit me until this week being here. You know, I, because you just get so much else going on. You get big games every week, and um, and now that you're here and all the fanfare stuff going on, it's like it's actually real. It's it's pretty wild, so I'm just going to try and enjoy it as much as I can. Uh, do you remember you were doing overnight updates? Mark Malusis was hosting, and Malusis got back-to-back prank callers. And the first one, the guy was the wildebeest guy, who was also the Pat Buchanan guy. And he goes, uh, he's like, yeah, so I just want to talk about the Yankees. Wildebeest, wildebeest, wildebeest. And then Moose dumped it, and the next guy came on, and he didn't let the dump button build up, so it went live on the air. And the guy said, uh, hey, Moose, I got a question for you. How many times a day do you bleep mad dogs bleep? And you screamed in the newsroom. Do you remember that? Of course I remember. <laughs> we, were, we were rolling on the floor. And I, first of all, there was like two emotions. I felt terrible for Moose, but then I was actually a little bit of pee dripped out went down my leg because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't wait. The, I mean, those overnight, gee, I mean, like, think about like, like all the stuff that we did. I mean, like, we're, you know, we're playing, we're throwing their footballs around in the hallway at 2 a.m. I mean, that was that was quite a scene of the overnight at the fan bar. You, if you're doing Saturday to Sunday 3 a.m. shows, you know you've made it. How about when the uh, the bathroom overflowed on your head in the newsroom? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Listen, the, uh, the Kaufman story, I had a couple of uh, tune-ups that needed to do, Jerry, you know, and sometimes these things happen, you know. But I tell you, those are great days, guys. I mean, I, I miss those days. I miss seeing you guys. Uh, it, was, it was just so much fun. You know, I miss Summers coming in with a big legal pad and a giant pot of coffee and smoking 75 packs of cigarettes. Like, it's just great. So much fun. Well, that's where it all started. Kevin Burkhart, man, announcing the Super Bowl with Greg Olson. And interestingly enough, being in this spot where uh, Greg Olson is, being the analyst in the Super Bowl, everybody's going to pick apart every word you're saying. I thought, you know, last week and the last couple weeks, he's really found his game. I, I think he's been succinct. I think he's been on top of everything. And even though there are things that, you know, are going to be missed because there are other things going on that you guys have to attend to, uh, you guys have really made a really good pair. And now that Tom Brady's saying he's not coming back from, you know, until 2024, that means you guys will have another year together. So that's got to, that had to be pretty good news, I would imagine, for at least Greg. Yeah, Boomer, thanks. Yeah, I, listen, I love him. Uh, you know, I've known him for a long time. And it's a pretty funny world how things kind of come in full circle. I, mean, I used to call it high school football games, my first job out of college. Right? You think about that and how nutty that is. Um, and, you know, he, I think people forget. I mean, obviously, you know how hard it is, right? I mean, people are always going to find the things you don't say. Like he's just—he's still learning TV. I mean, he's only—it's only his second year, so I—I I, I just think he's so good, and he sees the game in a little different way as a tight end, and which—which which I like. It's different, and uh, and he's passionate, and he works his tail off, and he's fun to be around. So for me. I'm lucky. I mean, it, it, it makes my job easy, to be honest. So I'm just having a lot of fun and enjoying the ride. And, you know, the Brady thing, we can't control it. Did it make Sunday a little bit easier not having that over our head? Yeah, it did. Yeah, of course. And you are getting a ton of questions yesterday uh, with the Fox Media Day. Um, so I'm sure you're sick of talking about all of that. Uh, who do you credit for your success more other than yourself, obviously, and all your hard work? Uh, w- would Eric Spitz be at the top of that list of the guy that without him you probably wouldn't be here? That's a good question, G. Like, and, and, um, you know, like, you know, like there's so many, I feel like there's so many people along the way that open doors. And I don't know how you guys feel, but like, you know, look, you have to go through them, but I feel like they're, you know, like, like each stop for me, there was like a key person that opened like a door that really helped my first Spitzy is huge. I just talked to him actually last week and he's always been good to give me some sage advice. And, you know, he and Cherney were good to me and Michelle Salvatore was, was huge too. Cause she was, you know, they're working for Cherney and she gave me an opportunity at Compass Media doing Cowboys games and, and that led to this. So. It's amazing, like, how many people along the way, like, you go back and think about uh, all these people that helped you. But Spitzy was huge. He believed in me, you know, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing um, and gave me some opportunities. So, I mean, I'll never forget that. Kevin Burkhart calling Super Bowl 57, an old colleague of ours. He didn't make it down here, did uh, big time us just a little bit, but uh, <laughs> did call in. Um, I'm upset. Jerry's upset. It does it does hurt. Um, but at least we are uh, talking to him this morning. Uh, what's, the, what's the thing that's keeping you up at night that you're afraid not to screw up during this call? <laughs> you know, I, I really just, I feel like once, I just want to get to the game. You know, I, I, to, to be honest, like this whole, again, what's gone on the last couple of weeks is a thing that's different, you know, having not done this before. Um, I've actually, I know it's not the same, but I've done the Super Bowl world feed the last three years. So like people in Thailand think I'm huge. Like they love me. <laughs> um, but, it, but the cool thing is like doing that, it, at least I was at the game and have done the game. And again, I know, I understand it's not the same. But, you know, I, I just, I'm not thinking it in that term. I mean, I really, like, it's like when the game starts, it's when I feel comfortable. And then whatever comes out of my mouth comes out. I, I just can't control it. It's like, 
even like doing the championship game, I had done a bunch of playoff games before for Fox, but I'd never done the championship round. Um, and it was, you know, it was fun. It was hard to sleep the night before, you know, and I was, I was super excited and, um, you know, just walk around the stadium, just kind of jumpy. But once the game started, I felt comfortable. So I don't know. I, I don't really think of it like that. I think just the only way I know how to do it is just, you know, prep my tail off and do it like I always do. And then when the game starts, just go. I don't, I, I'm not thinking like that. I don't plan things to say. I don't have like a tapper written down of, uh, you know, some team does this or Mahomes does five stuff. Out of that. Just, you know, whatever comes out of my mouth, hopefully is decent. <laughs> That's usually how I roll. Now, does everybody know you grew up a Giants Eagles fan? I mean, a huge Eagles fan, rather. Like, does everybody know that, or we we washed that away from the Kevin Burkhart history books? <laughs> uh, people in Philly know. I mean, I did some I did some interviews on it yesterday. Um, you know, you know what? Like, we I, it, it's it, you know, you're always going to get. Trust me, if you go on Twitter after games, every time it's like you stink. You're rooting for this team, or you rooted for them, like. I got news for you. I just want a close game with two minutes left. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter who wins the debate. I just want drama, right, in the game. So you don't think about it. But the reality is, like, that's why we all got into this, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's why we, that's why, I mean, obviously Boomer had his great career, but for Jerry and G and I and everyone else, right? Eddie Scazzeri, even though he doesn't believe I would call in, that's fine. Um, you know, like, <laughs> You know, we all got into it because we love sports and we love teams. So yeah, like it's it's. It, listen, I, I it's a it's cool. I mean, I think it's for me, it's it's super cool. As a little kid of me, would think this is pretty incredible right now. Hey, let me ask you, Kevin. Since you do know the Eagles really well, both as a fan as a broadcaster, obviously at Fox, you've seen them a bunch this year. Which team is better? You think this team is better or the fifteen team that won the Super Bowl? I think personnel-wise, top to bottom, this team is better. Um, you know, the 17 team had a little magic going, uh, and they had a little something going there, you know, with the underdog status and foals and uh, and that whole thing. So, you know, I don't know if they have that, and I, I don't know what you think, Boom, but, I, you know, I think this team personnel-wise is just top to bottom loaded. I, I really do. And I think the matchup game-wise is Kansas City's defense against Philly's offense. Like, Philly just loves to get out early. They score first more than anyone, and then they beat you up with a pass rush around the game because their offensive line is ridiculous. So I think if you're just going top-to-bottom roster, I think it's this team. Kev, it's great hearing your voice. Uh, very happy for you. We're proud to call you a former colleague and friend, and it's going to be a cool experience for all of us that uh, work next to you watching you call this Super Bowl. So thanks for the time this morning, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, right? You guys are the best. Thanks for having me. Enjoy the game, all right? Uh, we will. Yes, we, we will. will. We'll find out Monday how much we really did enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to it. See you guys. All right, back uh, Kev. Take care. Yeah, Kevin Burkhart, uh, Fox Sports, and a uh, friend of ours. So that's uh, as good as we're going to get. From two Kevin. times, and I probably should have brought it up, two times I could have died were with Kevin, covering in Detroit and then in Miami. Detroit, we got uh, stuck a little late with no transportation back to our hotel, which was not good at 2 o'clock in the morning. And in Miami, Margarita's to like 4 o'clock in the morning with no transportation back to our hotel. And wow. he is now the voice of the not Super Bowl, smart. man. And That's now he's amazing. doing the Super Bowl. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is great. All right, Jerry, you have a couple of minutes and moment of the day. So okay. what's happening? All right, we're sponsored by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We're also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone with Jack Pocket. Brian, I apologize, but we're short on time, so we're going to jump around again. I'm going to skip the Nick and the uh, Knicks and Nets sound. Knicks beat the Magic 102-98. Um, the Nets lost to the Suns one. 
16-1-12. They did introduce, uh, reintroduce Spencer Dinwiddie and introduced Dorian Finney-Smith to the team yesterday, though they were not dressed for that game. They did fall. If you can move up, Bri, to the, uh, the Laker radio call, because it's the seventh clip, I believe. This is LeBron breaking the record that uh, Kareem has for all-time scoring. LeBron, one-on-one against Kenrick Williams, backing him in, turns, shoots, scores! There it is! All hail the new king in town! Young and old, gather round from one iconic Laker to another! Yeah, Lakers radio with the call as he passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Pretty wild scene there in Los Angeles. The Lakers did lose to the Thunder, but wild night for him for sure. Skip the one, LeBron Bryan. Let's go to the second one because I wanted to play this earlier, talking about the way he is playing. He's in his upper 30s, and his numbers are outstanding, and then accomplishing this feat at his age. You know, my wife and my boys asked me, you know, do I ever surprise myself on the floor still at this point in my career? And and I thought about it. I was like, yeah, sometimes. You know, the, to be able to play at this level, you know, 20 years in and the, and the minutes I've played, the games I've played, either through the regular season or through the postseason, you know, to still be at the apex of my game, um, it, it's, a, it's a pretty surreal feeling. I would say so. 33,390 30, points now after last night. That was courtesy of TNT. want to do something with Kyrie real quick because you had asked the question about his introductory press conference in Brooklyn a couple of years ago. So first things first, let's play um, Let's play the first Kyrie clip, Bri, about uh, New York City being a little tiresome to him now. I just felt like being in New York City and the media capital of the world, there were so many things that leaked out that... I don't even know where they came from, and I'm answering things that I don't deserve, and ultimately I don't pay attention to that much, so I'm just grateful that I got to move on now here. Yeah, and he said it was a tiresome being here. He talked about wanting to be celebrated, not tolerated, and then skip this next one, and then get to me the one that Flegelman got, Bri, if you can. This is him talking about how, well, it wasn't that long ago, him and KD had a vision. It made sense all the way around, and then having the incredible people that they have in the organization made it that much easier. They made us feel like all-stars they made us feel like we were supposed to be treated fairly from the media component from our teammates from the first class service that they give here concierge and most importantly for me was just the family atmosphere yeah told you that was a long way in the last three and a half years a lot has changed no question about it um what else you've got Derek carr going to meet with the saints today see we're giving permission to talk to him and if they can work out a right, trade, so basically we'll see. what this means it means if he wants to go to the Saints and the Saints offer him a huge deal, which I think they will, that means they will consummate a trade between the Raiders and the Saints. The Saints will then rip up Derek Carr's contract and give him a brand new contract with a huge signing bonus. So it seems to me like the Saints identified this is our quarterback for the next five years. That's what I feel like. So I would not be surprised to hear a, a deal done by the end of the week. Uh, wow. But unless Derek wants to really go to free agency thinking that there are two or three other teams out there that he can get into a bidding war. But he's going to be offered a huge deal by the Saints, which most likely, well, if he does and he signs it, that means he's now off the Jets' radar. Which brings us to Aaron Rodgers, who's going on this darkness retreat to find himself and make a decision on his future. We'll see if he does do that. Um, if you can give me the last clip, uh, Bride, this is Garrett Wilson with um, Maggie and Perloff yesterday talking about if Rodgers called him and said, what did you think about me throwing passes to you next year? What would you say? I probably, uh, I don't know, man. I probably have a tear, tear of joy come down. I mean, that's one of the, <laughs> one of the greatest players of all time. And, and for him to even know my name or say he wanted to throw me the ball, I would, I would probably cry, bro. For real. You know, that's a, that's a goat.
The GOAT now is Aaron Rodgers. Okay, well, we'll see where these quarterbacks do land. Uh, he's got to go through this retreat first. Niners hiring Steve Wilkes as defensive coordinator. Islanders shut out the Kraken for nothing. You've got Rangers, Canucks coming up later tonight. St. John's lost at Butler 68-66. Rutgers lost to Indiana 66-60. UConn with a win over Marquette. Time now for something we call Moment of the Day, which is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. All right, so we went horseback riding yesterday, and and to get it all set up, Stephen Waldron had to give the weights of all of us. He missed, I thought, badly on mine, which is where we'll pick things up. I was close. All right. No, you were not. That's no, 22 pounds. That's 10%. I said they were rough guests. Rough guests. But you just said you were close. Not close. Well, I didn't know the actual answers. Well, you were close with Al. You were not. I know that. That's the whole point of this. We're all waiting for the question of the day. <laughs> right. I know it's coming, too. Yes, okay. Al's girlfriend, Gina. <laughs> you want me to say a number? If you would, uh, yeah. If you well, you had to put something down. Sure. Sorry, Gina. 120. Sorry. Sorry. It's 120. That's probably accurate. You don't know how much she weighs? I'm surprised you don't put her on the scale and just see if you want to still be with her. (laughs) I would say she would appreciate 120. For the record, Al never said he didn't. (laughs) There you go. Moment of the day. Road to Arizona also brought to you by Optimum. Get closer, go farther, and by Key Food. Get all your tailgating needs at Key Food and their family of supermarkets. Ran into a very rude Rangers fan yesterday while I was getting a cup of coffee in our hotel, and he was behind me in line, and I had my Islanders pullover on. Yes. That I love so much, the 90s style. Yes. And he goes, I want to hit you over the head right now for wearing that thing. <laughs> and I went, Rangers fan? And he goes, yep. Well, that's the way it is. You know, it's a good back and forth, as I'd like to call it. But um, I'm telling you, it's going to be a hell of a hockey season uh, these next three months. I mean, the Metro is uh, loaded. The trade deadline is coming up. Bo Horvat had his first goal for the Islanders last night. That's why Lou Lamarillo wanted him. Uh, he's a top-end player, and it paid off already last night. So this is going to be a wild finish between the three local clubs, I'm telling you. And Jersey's fast and young. they got better goaltending. My range. Rangers are fast, they're young, and we got highly skilled players at the top end. We got uh, Jacob Truba just knocking everybody out all over the place and having to fight. That's what a captain does, and, and he's really wearing that C proudly, and I'm glad they made him captain, by the way. Now, the other thing I do want to say to you. Yes. No loitering today after the show now. You're I'm leaving right now. I'm, I'm going. I actually thought about packing up in that last break, but I didn't because I just thought maybe there'd be like a breaking news thing. It would be just my luck to close the computer and I wouldn't be able to read something. But no, no, no. I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Okay. Um, no loitering. No looking around. No trying to hobnob with anybody. Rub elbows with other radio celebrities around here. Well, I will say that it was right after the show. So you left. Yes. And then two minutes later was the Kay Adams. She may not come this way again. Interaction. Well, she's, she's not she, coming this way again. If she came this way yesterday, she definitely doesn't care about coming this way. No, nah, she she's really no, no, pissed. No, she's not going to come this way. You sure She'll about that? the other way now. I guarantee it. I don't know. She's got a whole entourage of security and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. So, you know? listen. I'm your security. I got you, Biggs. Don't worry about it. Like, she comes up here and, like, gives me another one of those looks. Like, are you going to say something? Like, hey, hey, I'll leave my partner alone. One of those things, maybe throw uh, the football at her. No, I would never do that. But, okay. uh, you know, 
just listen. We're we're in this thing together. <laughs> at you know this point, yeah. I mean, you're Tied my boy, at the hip. and you did not say anything that was remotely inappropriate at all. As a matter of fact, you were ninety eight percent of what you said was nothing but respectful and uh, very very complimentary. So now, did Izzo get that thing out yet? I don't um, know if he did or not. It is a. It's a very, very good video. He showed it to us in one of the breaks where he put together the whole thing. But I told him he had to go back and he had to telestrate some of the things that I was describing when she was walking away. <laughs> and he's like, telestrate? I said, you know, it's like a replay. You're going you're gonna to circle some of these things. Oh, yes. Okay, I got it. Yeah, so he has not done that yet. So there, at some point, I'm looking at it now. It's <laughs> yes. ah, There's the walk there's again the on walk. CBS Sports Network. Uh, but at some point, Tom Israel put together a video documenting everything that includes the the K Adams walk past me, um, which I just felt like like you know five pounds of crap in a ten or ten pounds of crap in a five pound bag, something like that, something like that. Yeah, it was interesting. Dennis Allen, the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, was he the head coach of the Raiders when they drafted Derek Carr? Yeah, he was a rookie. Yep. So he coached when he was a rookie. Wow. All right. So, yeah, there's a connection there and everything else. I would not be surprised to see a done deal between the Saints and the Eagles. Really? That quick? You know why? Because Derek Carr is not going to New Orleans, and New Orleans is not going to sit there and go, well, you know, this, that, and the other thing. They're going to say, here you go. This mm-hmm. is what we want. This is we want you to be our starter. Here's the money we're willing to pay you. Let's, let's get it done right now. And let's stop messing around so we know as we enter into free agency and as we get closer to the draft, other ways to support you and this team so we can be successful. Yeah, I think he owes it to himself to check out a couple of places, though. Uh, if there's other interests, he's got to check out a couple of places. And he was allowed to talk to the Saints. We'll see if he's allowed to talk to uh, other teams. So that just means that the Saints and the Raiders have agreed on a trade package. That's why he's allowed to talk to the Saints. Interesting. That, that's, that's what I believe is the case. And I would not be surprised, like I said, by the end of the week, he, uh, he basically either wants to screw the Raiders and say no because he doesn't want to allow that to happen and make a deal with the Saints on the side and say, look, I'll still come to you. Just don't have to trade for me. Yeah, perfect. That would be the best case scenario for him. Could you imagine um, that? Yeah, but the worst-case scenario for the Raiders. But I could imagine it, yes. All right, uh, Super Bowl's greatest commercials tonight, by the way, on CBS, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Watch Boomer. Watch Danny Rua. Check it out. Battle of the Decades and see who wins Super Bowl's greatest commercials tonight, CBS, 8 p.m. Eastern Time.